on the other side. Okay. Right. Everybody's relaxed. So, once again, good morning. Somebody say good morning. I'm happy to see you. We are very happy to see you. You are welcome to Kingdom Cultures Medical, Free Medical Outreach. At the end of the day, there will be food and water, food and water. So, please don't run away. Just sit back. And I was saying that um, in the house today, we have two medical doctors that will be speaking to us. And obviously, most of you know Reverend Israel. He will also be speaking to us. How many of you know that God has great plans for your life and for your health? It says in the, in the scripture, it says, a body you have prepared for me. So no matter how great your calling is, if there is no body, if there is no flesh, body like this, you cannot perform on the earth. In fact, people will cast you out. They'll say you're a spirit. <laughs> So the only way you can fulfill God's purpose on earth is if you have a body and that body should be working and should be healthy. So I'm going to introduce Reverend Israel. Reverend Israel has made personal changes in many people's lives and he has done, he's gone through te several teachings, learning courses about nutrition, about diet and health. And I, for those of you who don't know, I'm his wife. I'm a living testimony of the the rigor he's gone through in this, in this area of diet and lifestyle. I think one of the times when I met my husband, then he was my fiance. I used to suffer with a lot of things like fatigue. Always, how many of you are always feeling tired? No matter how much you sleep, you'll still be feeling tired. You know, breaking out in spots, stomach pains, just different kinds of issues. And of course, the power of prayer was there, but then there was also the wisdom of God. And so I want our hearts to be open this morning even as we bring him up this 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 day to speak to us about diets and how our diet can affect our health and also healing okay so let's put our hands together um as we welcome reverend israel amen how are we doing Okay, so we are in church, but this is not a church service. So look at your neighbor, say smile. Say smile. Okay, let's, let's do it this way. I want you to just stand up for two minutes and go to four people. Someone say four people around the room and tell them welcome. Go and tell, go and welcome four people. And if you don't know them, introduce yourself. Say my name is Israel. Tell them who you are. And, and yes, and say smile. Yes, mama. Say smile. Say smile. Jesus loves you. Uh, if you're here today, keep, keep greeting people. Keep greeting people. If you're here today, I congratulate you on making a decision that will change your life. Welcome to the best days of your health. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Two more minutes, two more minutes. Maybe make a friend. Maybe meet your future husband or wife. You don't know. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, as we discuss today the matters of our health, uh, can, we, can we shut those windows, please, around the room? As we discuss the matters of our health, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us insight. We're praying, everybody. We're praying. Let's honor God. That you would give us wisdom, that you would give us insight. That you would give us ears that hear and a heart that will obey. That you would teach us things that would change our health forever so we can fully engage your purpose and your destiny for our lives. Use the lips of everybody who will teach or talk today and burn these principles in our hearts. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Yes, please put it off. Emmanuel, thank you. Off. Thank you. Okay, so it's good to see some of you. I haven't seen some of you in a couple of weeks. How are you doing? You know, I miss you. You know, I miss you. Uh, I pray for you. Uh, I remember your faces. Uh, when I'm in church, I ask after you. Um, and if you're new, anybody here who has not been to Kingdom Culture before? Lift your hands. God bless you. Can we welcome them? Bless you, Ma. Bless you. So we, we, we want to be the kind of ministry that doesn't just focus on your spiritual quote-unquote health. Um, the book of Hebrews chapter 5 says, I come in the volume of the book. Somebody say the volume of the book. As it is written concerning me. Someone say written concerning me. Look at your neighbor. Say something has been written concerning you. Can, can we shut those windows please? Pastor Sam. Pastor Sam. Can we shut those windows please? All of them are shut. So why are we still hearing that level of noise? Okay. Somebody say God give us a new building. We've been looking for a building for five months now. Even last night, Pastor Morris and I were discussing, Abby, how we can find, he has called you, okay, Let's pray, we need to leave this place for church, we can keep it for other things if necessary, but we need to leave this place, amen? All right, so it says, as it is written concerning me, someone say written concerning me. So look at your neighbor, tell them your life has been written. Say your life has been written. One more time, say your life has been written. It means everything that you should be in life, someone say should be, has been written. But are you aware that because it was written does not mean it will happen? Because the next verse says, a body you have prepared for me. Someone say your body. So your body and my body were prepared from God for us. To fulfill everything that has been written concerning us. Are you with me? In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, God created man in his image and blessed them 
and said unto them, have dominion. Someone say dominion. Then in chapter 2, it says, he stooped to the ground and he formed man's body and breathed into that body and man became a living soul. What it means is you are illegal on the earth if you don't have a body. Does that make sense? If a demon comes to your room and he doesn't have a body, sleep. Does that make sense? Now, if somebody who is demon-possessed comes to your room, run. You understand the difference? Spirits are not legal on the earth without bodies, including your own spirit. Someone say your own spirit. So the day your body dies, have finish. Someone say it have finish. Say it have finish. How do you say it in Igbo? Obula, Obu, Obuchala. Pastor Sam, how do you say it in Hausa? Yak, eh? Yakare. It's over. And the Bible says it is given to man to die how many times? Once. Nobody gets a second chance. You understand? Everybody will buy one time. Once you buy, you have buy. Listen, so you owe it to God to maximize your life. Happy neighbor, say, don't sleep. Oh. Say, your life may depend on this. Oh. Mm -hmm. You owe it to say, tap your neighbor, tap your neighbor, tap your neighbor. Say, say, pay attention. Say, pay attention. Say, pay attention. See, if I see you sleeping, I'll come and tap you. Because this one is not preaching. This is not church. This is life or death. Does that make sense? This is life or what? Death. You owe it to God and your generation to live as long and as well as possible. Someone say as long. Someone say as well. Someone say as long. Say as well. Say as long. Tell your neighbor, say I will live long. Say I will live well. And the fact that you are alive doesn't mean your life is good. Hey, boy, don't sleep. Hmm. Hey, Chimo. Someone say Chimo. Hmm. The fact that you are physically alive does not mean the quality of your life is good. There are many of us who are alive, but who our health is so poor that the quality of our life is what? Bad. We can't walk well. Like my wife said, we get tired all the time. We can't focus on tasks. Things that we should do, we cannot do. You can't play with your grandchildren. You can't play with your children. Does that make sense? Because we have damaged our health. I'll tell you, neighbor, say God is a God of principles. Say God is a God of principles. God will not cure by a miracle what, he sh what you should fix by a principle. Are you listening? Everybody focus, 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 focus here. Whatever is happening around you, ignore. Ignore. See, if your neighbor talks to you, tell them don't talk to me. Say, I'm listening. Say, no, follow me, talk. Eh? If your children go to school and come back and say, I'm not, mommy, I'm not going to study for my exam. I'm going to fast and pray. 
I will pass. I will pass. I will get first class. I will pass. Etana. What will you tell that child? You will fail. Listen, God will ensure that you fail. It will be God himself that will make sure you fail. Why? Because he wants to teach you a lesson. So if you do things that are designed to destroy your health, then you come to church, I declare by his stripes I am healed. You know, the same Bible says I'm, first, I'm above, I'm the first and not the last. But if you don't study, you will, you will come what? If you don't study, you will come what? If you don't study, what will you come? Someone say last. You will carry the class, like we used to say when I was younger. You carry the whole class. In the same way, if you abuse your body, you will fall sick. And eventually you will die. It's not a curse. Does that make sense? Tap, tap somebody, say, are you listening? Say, pastor is talking, are you listening? And the pastor that is talking to the glory of God understands the power of God. He understands healing. I've seen God heal everything. Don't say everything. Everything. The, the only thing I have not seen is a diagnosis. In fact, actually, no, that's not true. God healed somebody of AIDS once. But the difference was they were showing symptoms. They didn't have a diagnosis, so we couldn't prove it. But everything else, cancer, polio. I've seen God heal somebody whose legs are like this and the legs straightened up. Does that make sense? So I believe in the supernatural power of God. Are you hearing me? But I also believe in what? Principles. God is a God of what? Principles. If you spend all your money, you'll be poor. No amount of prayer will help you. Does that make sense? If you don't save, you don't invest, you don't, you, you, money you should use to buy, see, sir, 20 years ago, how, you could buy a plot of land that Jawa estate for roughly how much? 20 years. 10 million. 20 years. 20. No. Less, it was less. I know about one, one million or thereabouts. Okay, how much is a plot of a Jawa estate now? 100 million. 40 years ago, you could buy a plot of land in Lagos for 50,000 naira. So, if you bought clothes, if you bought lace 40 years ago for 50,000 naira, you are wearing a house. Does that make sense? You are wearing a what? A house. Principles are important. And one of the most important principles in the Bible is how you look after your body. Are you listening to me? You see anybody sleeping, just be tapping them. Tap them till they wake up. Just be tapping them, be tapping them. They will thank you. Christians, especially African Christians, believe in magic. That you can treat your body anyhow. And God has a responsibility to heal you. It is not true. In fact, let me, let me, let me, I said I'm not preaching, but let me show you two scriptures from the Bible. Are you ready? So that you know that this is for real. Come with me to the book of Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Come with me to, sorry, first Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter three. Are you there? From verse 16, it says, 
Don't you know that you are the temple of God? Someone say you are the temple of God. Say I am the temple of God. Say I am the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwells where? In you. He then says, if any man defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. Look at him and say it is a sin to abuse your body. Say it is a sin not to look after your body. Oh, talk to me now. Look at your neighbor. Look at them. Say it is a sin. Kingsley, it is a sin. It is a what? A sin. Not to look after your body. Now, everything in the Bible is a covenant. Your finances are what? Covenant. So if you are going to be wealthy or blessed, there's a covenant for it. Right? You find out what the covenant says and you do it. If you don't do it, you will not be blessed. What is the covenant for wealth? Someone say giving. Say giving. No matter how much you pray, if you don't give, you will not be blessed. There's a covenant for health. Do you know what the covenant is? Do you know what the covenant is? Come with me to the Bible. Let's look at the covenant for health. Let's look at the covenant for health. Exodus chapter 23. Exodus what? 23. From verse 25. You will serve the Lord your God and he will do what? He will bless your bread and your water. What does it say next? And he will take away sickness from the midst of you. So there's two parts to the covenant of health. One is you serve God. The other one is what you eat. Does that make sense? Say what you eat. Say what you eat. Say what you eat. Say neighbor. Waiting you they chop. Say neighbor. I say be tapping these people. Tap them. Tap them. Tap them. Say neighbor. Mama tap her for me please. Say neighbor. What are you eating? Waiting you they chop. If I put kerosene inside a car, what will happen? It will knock. You are a car. Why are you putting why are you putting kerosene inside your car? Does that make sense? Now you heard my wife talk. Um, when we were getting married, or before we were getting married, when we were dating. She used to have horrible period pains. Horrible. Don't say horrible. How many of you have had it before? That every time your period comes, you just, it's like somebody is killing you. Are you there? Do you have children who have things like that? Okay. And so we used to pray. We used to pray. We used to pray. We used to pray. And then one day we prayed. And then God visited her. And gave her a prophetic revelation and promised to heal her. The same period he was visiting her, he spoke to me. He said, if this is going to be your wife, take responsibility for her diet. 
So my wife and I, we had a very big fight. I said, you will not eat this and this and this anymore. And those were things she loved. So we turakad, someone said turakad. But she agreed, she listened. Next month, did someone say next month? Her period came by surprise. You know what it means? Before, if it was coming, she would know. Many of you know what that means, right? You're in pain for, for it just came. It caught her by surprise. And it's been like that ever since, except for one month. That month, she ate things she was not supposed to eat. And my opinion is God wanted to say, Madam, mm -mm. we've seen people with diabetes and high blood pressure. Medically, someone say medically. They went to hospital. The hospital says, you have diabetes. 12 months later, the same hospital says, you don't have diabetes anymore. And the only thing we changed was what? Their diet. People who are always falling sick, and they'll be arguing. And, and the Bible says, I can eat anything. Yes, you can eat anything if you want to go to heaven. But you can't eat anything if you want to delay going to heaven. Does that make sense? Nothing you eat will send you to hell. But some things you eat will take you to heaven quicker. You understand? If you want to go to heaven quickly, I can tell you what to eat. Because you will die very soon. We will come to your funeral. We will cry. And we will carry on with our lives. Now there are other things apart from food. There's rest. There's sleep. There's things like unforgiveness. For instance... If you are holding bitterness against somebody, you're killing yourself. Are you aware? You're literally, your body is dying on the inside. But I want to talk to you about food. I have two sessions. I'm going to combine two of them. I want to talk to you about food. I'm going to talk to you very quickly about how food works for your body. Then I'm going to talk about some alternatives because we have things in our African diet that are killing us. Don't say killing us. Say killing. Say killing. Killing us. That we need to address. So let's talk about food. There is only one, well, actually, there's two. There are two examples in the Bible of God. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus multiplying food. That's different. But there's two examples in the Bible of God feeding human beings supernaturally. Who knows what the two are? What are the two examples in the Bible of supernatural food? The Israelites in the wilderness, tap your neighbor, tap your neighbor, say focus, focus, focus. Say the Israelites in the wilderness and the ravens that fed Elijah. How many times did God give food to the Israelites in the wilderness per day? Once. Someone say once. How many times did he feed Elijah with the ravens? Twice. Morning and evening. There is no example in the Bible of three or four square meals a day. Especially the more. The first way food is killing us, someone say overeating. And I don't mean tap, 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 tap. I don't mean eating too much. 
I mean eating too frequently. Does that make sense? If your car never goes off, what will happen to it? If you never put your car off, what will happen? It will die. If you leave the engine of the car on 24-7, it will die. Your body needs to break food down. Are you aware? If you are always eating, even if it's small, right? Small here, biscuit here, noodles there, uh, pancake here, uh, chin chin there, granite here, and you're just eating, 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 eating. Even if you're eating tiny amounts, your body doesn't have a time or a chance to rest. Someone to say to rest. Now, let, let me talk about some science things. I know many of you don't understand these things, but just, just trust me, for those of you who know how to research, go do the research. There's something called a fasted state. Don't say a fasted state. It doesn't mean you're fasting. It means your body is just not dealing with food. And your body only goes into a fasted state, stay with me everybody, three hours after your last meal. Someone say three hours. Someone say three hours. Say three hours. So if you eat now, your body is not in a fasted state. Good to see you, Doc. It's not in a fasted state until how many hours after your last meal? Three. And your body needs to be in a fasted state for a significant amount of time to heal and repair itself. The human body was designed to heal itself of many things. But it cannot do that if it is constantly dealing with food. Are you with me? Are you with me? When I was growing up, they told us, sorry, ma, maximum three hours, three meals a day. So you had breakfast at about eight o'clock. You had lunch at about one o'clock. You had dinner at about six o'clock. And then from six to eight the next morning, no food. Now, you have breakfast at 8, brunch at 11, auntie, it's true, lunch at 2, snacks at 4, dinner at 7, at midnight we catch you in the kitchen, <laughs> then you wake up the next morning and you eat again. You're killing yourself. You're what? killing yourself but the second thing is to deal with what you eat someone say what you eat now my advice to you is have a have at any point in the day either from night to morning or in the middle of the day do a minimum of 12 hours without eating someone say minimum anything less than that is unhealthy and if you already have health issues you need to do more if you're overweight Right? If you're obese, if you have things like high blood pressure, you need to do what more. But minimum 12. Don't say minimum 12. Let your body what? Rest. But secondly, what are you eating? There are things that God did not design for humanity to eat. Where do we get sugar from? Where do we get sugar from? No, no, there's a particular thing that gives us sugar. What's it called? 
sugar what came it is a plant someone say a plant okay god did not intend us to turn that plant into powder and put it inside everything we eat science has proven that sugar acts like cyanide in your body someone say cyanide do you know what cyanide is the poison the difference is cyanide works far quicker and is far more potent there is a, a tiny amount of sugar that your body can process safely and quickly anything above that is what poison someone say poison someone say poison things like cancer cannot survive without sugar are you aware tap your neighbor say listen cancer cells king sing can't survive without sugar now why is sugar so deadly let's talk about it real quick the first thing is like i said it helps mutations in your body things that your body should deal with you know you know cancer you know everybody every human being's body produces at least one mutated cell that's what causes cancer every so often your body is constantly having mutations and it is designed to kill those mutations itself does that make sense so many of us will never have cancer because god designed the human body to deal with the thing as it starts but when you stuff your body with sugar those cells start to grow out of control faster than your body can kill them so the first thing is it sponsors horrible changes in your body are you listening to me the second thing is insulin somebody say insulin how many of you know what insulin is have you heard the word insulin before what's insulin you've heard it because of diabetic people right okay but you know insulin is not just an, um can we can we just sort that out please their children don't worry, just ignore them their children will help us sort it out don't be upset with them children do what children do amen insulin is not just an issue of a diabetic person insulin is a hormone in your body that is designed to help your body deal with sugar someone say sugar and you know sugar is not just the one you put in your tea anything you eat with carbohydrate inside has what sugar rice ends up as sugar and sugar what we call sugar is sucrose that's not the only type of sugar in science in fact sucrose the sugar we put in our tea when your body breaks it down ends up as something called glucose does that make sense and that's what all carbohydrates break down into yam ends up as sugar pasta ends up as sugar spaghetti sugar gari sugar bread sugar indomie sugar what else semo sugar amala sugar eba sugar I'm calling our African diet, right? Now I'm coming to there. No, they're, they're, some of them you can eat safely. I'm coming to that in a second. The point I'm trying to make is, don't say, well, I don't put sugar in my tea, so I'm okay. No, you're already dealing with a certain amount of sugar by virtue of your diet. And some level of carbohydrate sugar is fine. Your body needs it to survive. I'm not saying you don't eat carbohydrate. You see, even the things we were, we were told were protein growing up. I found that that beans is carbohydrate. They cheated also. 
It just contains more protein than rice. But it is what? Carbohydrate. So if you eat beans, what does it end up as? Sugar. Pineapple, sugar. Orange, sugar. Apple, sugar. Popo, sugar. Agbalumo, sugar. Carrot, still small sugar. Ma, sugar. Sugar. Pepper is not. Pepper is not. Eh? What show? Show? I, I don't know that one. No. Now go teach me. Eh? And you bring it for me to eat, and I'll tell you. <laughs> now listen to me. 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 Listen. 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 Plantain sugar. And these days, everything we buy in a shop, in a can or a bottle, has sugar. A bottle of Coke has 20 cubes of sugar. What? One bottle of Coke, 35 CL, 20 cubes. Maltina, same thing, almost as many. Maltina is roughly 12 cubes. Even beer has sugar. It's just not as much, but it has some. And these days, the things we eat, are tomatoes these days i don't know about nigeria now when you go abroad you buy a can of tomatoes they will write it there inside is sugar biscuit sugar chocolate sugar even banana serve sugar sweet is there's nothing else inside the sweet but sugar no no listen 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 to me that's sweet all these other things contain sugar the sweet is sugar. Tom Tom, sugar. Buttermint, sugar. Baba Blue, sugar. To I just said Tom Tom already. So listen, so listen, listen. Now let's talk about insulin real quick. I'm almost done. Uh, maybe I'll just focus on sugar today because I can't talk to you about everything wrong with our food. But if you can deal with the sugar problem, you're already halfway there. Pardon? Cake sugar on many levels the flour is sugar the milk is sugar the sugar is sugar the icing is sugar listen i have not eaten cake for at least almost 10 years i don't eat cake if i come to your birthday party you give me cake i will collect it and when i go home i either throw it away or I give it to a child. And the reason I give it to a child is, listen to me, their metabolism. Someone say metabolism. Metab it means how your body burns food when you're a child is usually stronger than when you get older. Children, listen to me, so you can teach your parents when you get home. Somebody say insulin. Listen to me. Children, hey, I will send you out. This is important. Listen. Someone say insulin. Every time you put a drop of sugar in your mouth, it ends up in your blood. Someone say your blood. Everything you eat ends up in your blood. Well, most of it, not all of it, most of it. So when you put sugar, anything with sugar in your mouth, a few minutes later, your body starts to break it down and it ends up where? In your blood. Too much sugar in your blood will kill you. And very quickly. Right? If your blood sugar is too high for too long, you will die. 
Secondly, the sugar in your blood is not useful to your body in your blood. I will send you out. I'm talking to you guys at the back. Children, listen to me. And so your body has to do two things to the sugar. Listen. The first thing it does is it takes the sugar into your cells. Don't say your cells. That's where it is used as energy. So like I told you, you need a certain amount of sugar or carbohydrate or anything that ends up as sugar to live a healthy life. But your cells can only use a limited amount of sugar. So do you know what happens to the extra sugar? Do you know what happens to the extra sugar? Look at your neighbor and say, I can see your sugar. Your sugar is stored as fat in your body. You have a pot belly. You're a bit horrible, right? Your hips, especially for those of us in Africa, our genetics, your hips, your bum, your chest area. If you look like this, look at me. If your, ha your hands are skinny, I'm being blunt, right? If your hands are skinny, your legs are skinny, and your middle is big, you are an accident waiting to happen. Does that make sense? It is stored as fat, especially as something called visceral fat. Someone say visceral fat. Tap your neighbor, say, listen, no. Say visceral fat. Say visceral fat. Tap your neighbor, everybody, tap your neighbor. Say visceral fat. And that fat itself can kill you. But what is really worse about the sugar is not just the fat. The fat is a sign there's a problem. What is worse is your body needs insulin to move sugar out of your blood. Either into the cell or to be stored. So the more sugar you eat, the more insulin your body has to produce. Please put off all phones. The more insulin your body has to produce. Just separate them for me, ma. Just let, don't let them sit together. Come and sit here, sir. You, come and sit here. Uncle, come and sit here. Amen. The more insulin you're quickly, quickly, your body has to produce. And the more insulin your body produces, are you listening to me? The more insulin your body produces, the more work something called your pancreas has to do. Someone say pancreas. And the more sugar you eat, over time, your body goes into something called insulin insensitivity. It means you need more insulin to deal with the same amount of sugar. Are you listening? You need more insulin. In a sense, let's assume your body would produce five units, whatever it is. I'm, not, I'm just giving an example. Five units of insulin 10 years ago when you ate a chunk of cake. If you keep eating sugar in excess, a day will come where that same chunk of cake will need 10 units, then 15, then 20. Does that make sense? And so your pancreas will not get a chance to rest. It starts to overwork itself. When the pancreas finally clocks out, we call it diabetes. When it can't produce enough insulin anymore. 
then do you know how we treat diabetes in our generation? By giving you more insulin. So you carry on eating the same nonsense many times, and then you start supplementing the insulin, meaning your body becomes more and more insensitive to it. Now, when there is insulin in your blood, you cannot lose weight. Does that make sense? Every minute insulin is present in your blood, your body cannot burn fat. So you keep storing the fat and it gets worse and worse. You start having issues like arthritis because your bones were not designed to bear that level of weight. Are you listening to me? Also, insulin poisons you if it is present for too long in your body. It is linked to things like high blood pressure. Someone say high blood pressure. Heart disease. Someone say heart disease. Are you listening? Of course, we know diabetes, right? It will affect your eyesight over time. Your optic nerves will begin to degenerate. You need first glasses, then you start going blind. Are you listening? And all of this because of the stupid statement we say, man must work. Have you heard that before? Man must what? Man must work. No. The majority of all sicknesses that are chronic can be traced to your diet. Malaria, yes, you have, you know, mosquito bites you, you take drugs, after five days you'll be fine, right? Flu, cold, you know, you get a virus, after a week you're fine. I'm talking about chronic diseases. Someone say chronic diseases. Things that last for a long time. And so if you want to live long and live well, what do you need to do? Change your diet. I've already spoken about sugar. I didn't have time to talk about other things. Like the oil we used to cook. Saturated fats. But let's focus on sugar. Now, we live in a diet where, like we just said, 90% of our food ends up as what? Sugar. So what do we do? I want to give you some things I want you to cut out of your diet as much as completely, some as much as possible. Are you ready? Now, not all carbohydrates are the same. There's something called a glycemic index. Say glycemic index. Glycemic index compares the effect of eating that thing to eating raw sugar. Some things are broken down by your body slowly. For instance, yam is a very good carbohydrate. You know why? It takes your body time to break it down. So the sugar is released slowly. Bread, on the other hand, is horrible. Someone say, Pastor, but you've been giving us bread. Yes, because that's what the, we were waiting for this meeting. After this meeting, we're not giving you bread anymore. We're replacing it with something healthier. If you come to church tomorrow, in fact, today, you will find out what we're giving you. Right? Bread comes from something called processed wheat. All the fiber has been removed. All that is left is sugar. 
Then they now add sugar on top of it again. And all of us are... And some of us eat bread and coke. I'm looking at somebody I caught eating bread and coke this week. The other way, man. The other door. Just go around the other doors. Actually, can we open this door? Come, 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 come. Let me call her. Come, please. Let's open so she doesn't have to go down and come up again. Let's open that door for her, Pastor. Do we have the key? Let's open that door for her. Ah, okay. Then she needs to go around. We apologize. Listen, 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 listen. Bread. Things that, of course, Coke. Someone say Coke. Biscuit. Things that are not food, we need to cut out of our diet. Secondly, we need to reduce the amount of carbohydrate we eat and increase the amount of vegetables we eat. Someone say, yes, I eat, I eat a goosey. Eh, that oil that you put inside, you know, good. Oh. Then you put Maggi. Maggi has something called MSG, monosodium glutamate. So we're like, ah, what can we eat? Abby? Okay. So because of time, this is what we're going to do. Because I don't have time to go any further. I think I've, 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 I've exhausted my time. I just wanted to get your attention. We will put together a list of things in church that are good, means eat as much as you like, that are okay, meaning eat in moderation, and that are horrible, meaning stay away from. Right? If you want God to heal you and keep you healthy, you will do your own part. And your number one part is what you eat your number one part is what what you eat so number one how often you eat number two what you eat hmm my time is gone let me let me close with this I think we need, I was telling my wife, I think we need to do this once a month. What do you think? So we can break these things down. My father said something to me when I was in my 20s. How many of you know I'm not in my 20s anymore? He said, son, if you look after your body when you are young, it will look after you when you are old. Does that make sense? It will give you back what you put inside. Somebody once said, hey, but sir, eating healthy is very expensive. Drugs are more expensive. You will pay the money one way or the other. You will pay it in food or you will pay it in drugs. And when you pay it in drugs, it will come with a lower quality of life. I want everybody here to live into your 90s. Unhealthy. No blood pressure. 
no diabetes no heart condition no cancer but the the key is what is in your hands it is what in your hands so uh minister aritz is not here can one of the pastor sam please remind me that i said um where's pastor sam oh he went to get that lady okay uh mr morris can you remind me that i said we need to drop a list of good okay and bad food print it and bring it to church at the latest by upper sunday right if you follow these things you will notice a few things as i close number one listen to me everybody number one your energy levels will improve you won't be tired all the time right number two the quality of your sleep will improve you know you can sleep and not be refreshed number three your mental health will improve because many of these foods have horrible chemicals people I'm, I'm looking at you and you're still doing it it's extremely disrespectful move move <laughs> yeah my friends don't mind them we, we, we know each other your mental health will improve how many of you are always feeling sad and down and unhappy and you say, is a witch in my village. It's not, you are the witch. Your mouth is the witch. And I believe in demons, though. I cast them out. But some of these things are what we eat. Number four is you will lose weight. You can't lose, see, your weight is a sign you are not healthy. Your body is telling you that you are sick. If you become healthy, the weight will drop. Number five is you will live long. Someone say long. Someone say long. Someone say long. Okay, stand with me. I'm going to hand over the mic in a second. I want us to pray just for two minutes. Say, Lord, forgive me for abusing my body. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, forgive me for abusing my body. Pray, pray. Pray, 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 pray. I want to hear you pray. They forgive me for abusing my body, for the things I have done, things I have eaten, things I have engaged in that are unhealthy, for expecting you to protect me while I am destroying your temple. Pray, pray, say, Lord, have mercy, have mercy. I have heard instructions today. I will make a change. Ada, Father, help us, help us, help us. Nanima sila vadoria baradij nebre kedina bahasina. We nele loz nebre kinam radasti ekedina. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. Now, secondly, say, Lord, help me to make a change. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, give me grace. Give me discipline. Give me discipline. That you know it doesn't mean you will do it. Ask God for grace. I know doctors who smoke. Doctors, they smoke. They know it kills, but they do. They advise their patients not to, but they do. Because it is one thing to have knowledge. It is another thing to have grace. Pray, open your eyes, say, Lord, give me grace. 
Say, Lord, give me grace. Give me grace to act accordingly, to take care of my health in the name of Jesus. Give me grace to be disciplined with my diet. Give me grace to be disciplined with when I eat and how I eat in the name of Jesus. Father, we come to you today as a people. We say, help us to look after our health in the name of Jesus. That the habits that constantly drive those of us in this part of the earth to an early grave, that you will help us to go far away from in the name of Jesus. We will serve you and you will bless our bread and our water. We will serve you but we will also practice the covenant of health by what we eat and in so doing you will take sickness far from us so let it be in jesus name amen you can be seated okay 60 seconds before i pass the mic back to dr jockey i forgot to mention something you know we live in a part of the world that is naturally stressful you know it could take you three hours to go to work in the morning you're coming back in the evening, downfall driver is shouting, BRT is running away, you're scared of entering a one chance, you know, Nepal takes light, everywhere is hot. So there's things you can't change. Does that make sense? So it makes it more important to change the things that you do or that you can change. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. So, what you can do before we get that list? Somebody say no more Coke. Say no more soft drinks. No more sweets. No more biscuit. Hey, so you're like, chai. Right? As much as possible, no more bread. Plenty of food. No more too much rice. Plenty of protein. Don't say protein. Go and eat plenty of fish. Eat moi moi. Amen. Fish, yes. Fish, yes. No, good. And plenty of vegetables. With very little oil except you're eating palm oil or olive oil or thing or that vegetable granite oil as little as possible go and buy palm oil you can't afford olive oil right vegetables ugu water leaf bitter leaf cabbage lettuce carrot yes a furry roll without the maggi and the oil When you go home, go and give out your maggi. Garlic is good, but it makes your mouth swell. And as little salt as possible. Don't say salt. They give person high blood. Okay, let me end there. Put your hands together for God. I'm going to give the mic back to Dr. Joker. Thank you very much, Reverend Israel. Amen. We can't talk about our health and not invite a reverend. <laughs> because our body was given to us by God. So 
Once again, I want to say thank you, and you're very welcome in Jesus' name. We've got wonderful things lined up for everybody. So once more, just say hello to the person next to you. Say hello. Say you're welcome. So next up, one of the things we're going to do today, amongst others, let's just put our hands together for Reverend Israel, actually, and let us say thank you. I, I know he gave a story about myself, but there, there was also something that I noticed about myself. There was a time, every time I eat something, are we here? A certain part of my body will hurt me. I didn't realize. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that reveals things to us. And I believe that one of the ways the Holy Spirit will reveal certain things to us is through the talk that is happening this afternoon, this morning. Some of you have been asking God, God help me, God heal me. Are we here? God has if I see you talking, I'll give you the microphone. Some of us have been asking God to heal our bodies. Um, I believe that the answer will come this afternoon or this morning in Jesus' name. So the next person I want to introduce, she needs no introduction. You can just see the way she walked in like a queen. Her name is Dr. Esther. Um, she's a medical doctor. Yeah, put your hands together for her. <laughs> she's a medical doctor. She's a health coach. She's a founder of Radiance Fair Health Club, and she's all about, you know, what we are doing today. She's all about making the community a healthier place. Yes, put your hands together for her. So for the next 30 minutes, she's going to come up and speak to us about what we call long-term conditions, high blood pressure, you know, things that will affect your heart, things like that. So please give her your ears for the next 30 minutes, and when she's done, by God's grace, I will come up and I'll speak about women's health, things that affect women, things like menopause. I'll speak to the men as well, things that affect the men with their things that they are prostate. Some of you don't even know that you have prostate, but it's very important. All these things are very important. Also speak to you about cancer, how to see, how to know the signs, and how to do, do what you need to do. But can we all put our hands together as Dr. Esther comes to the front? Thank you. Praise God. I believe we are in church. Oh. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even me, I won't collect that. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are getting there. We are getting there. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, we are there. All right. As I entered and I was listening to Reverend speaking, I was like, what do I want to say again? Like, he's literally saying everything. I was like, huh? I think I should sit down to start learning again. Thank you very much, sir, for that word. And before I proceed, I will want us to all stand up and give a round of applause for Dr. Ajoke and Reverend for putting this together. All right, all right, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I think we are going to have a smooth ride because we are doing the things together. Amen. All right. So I'm a health coach and I know how much my clients will pay for me to tell them, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. And I'm here because they've invited me here to speak to us this afternoon and we'll all be blessed. All right. Moving forward, I'll be talking about uh, hypertension, diabetes, arthritis, and obesity, which... Reverend has extensively talked about them one way or the other. Are we here? 
If you are here, say, mm-hmm. Good, we are together. Okay, so I label this um, chronic ailment, like they say, long-term disease. And there are reasons why we call them chronic ailments. Are we together? Okay, because most times this condition you see, like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, they are lifelong challenges that are almost... Thank you. That are almost um, impossible to eliminate most times. You will see that almost everybody around you, once they are eating 35, 40, you can see them coming down with hypertension, diabetes. You can see them even, especially we women, once we start aging, there is obesity. There is uh, what they call this on Christian mother. No, there's nothing like that. There's this big harm. We are dealing with obesity, dealing with arthritis. My back is paining me. And, you know, there's something I want to tell you about this chronic ailment. There are so many ways people can have disease. Most baby infections, COVID, you could easily contact uh, COVID-19, maybe staying around people that have it. But when it comes to chronic ailment, they are basically how you use your body. And that's why I named them lifestyle maladies. So this problem are because of how you use your body. And I can tell you for free that how you use your body right now is the way you'll be in the next five years. Wow. Now, it's not, it's not uh, about prayer, 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 prayer. Yeah? I remember in First King, when the angel of God met Elijah and said, Elijah, wake up. Time to eat. And after eating, the Bible told us he walked for 40 days. What was the Bible trying to say? It's not, the Bible is trying to tell us the essence of taking care of your body. Now, this body, you know, will not go to heaven. It's for the head. So you have to take care of it. Right? Okay, so talking about that, I want to first talk about them as a group before I start talking about them one by one. And I will do that within 30 minutes. You'll be surprised. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Okay, so... When I say that chronic illness are basically our body that caused uh, our body malfunctioning, our body having issue, not uh, based on uh, I went to this place, somebody is having hypertension, immediately it touched me, I started having it. No. All right. And I'll list few things that are common with all these ailments. Don't forget, I said they are lifestyle maladies. They are how you use yourself right from the onset. So if you are a youth, we are all you too. <laughs> if you are in this building, I'm happy we are all listening to this because the change today will make a big impact. Okay, so I'll list a few things that are common with them. Number one is stress. The last thing Reverend talked about, stress. Stress. Somebody says stress. stress. Ask your neighbor, are you stressed? Stress? And say, yes, so Nigeria is stressing us. But I want to tell you one beautiful thing about stress. Stress is part of life. Do you know? Or if you have a contrary opinion, let me see. Stress is part of life. 
and we are supposed to experience stress. Okay? Somebody wants to get married. Say, ah, it's stressful. There is pressure. People are shouting. I'm stressed mentally. I need husband. When they marry, ask them, our mothers, how far? Married people, how far? Say, I'm stressed. These children, they are giving me problems. And when you don't have children, if you don't have work, when you now have the work, what is it? So, stress is part of our everyday life. But prolonged stress, you not being able to manage stress, becomes a problem. Like what um, Reverend was saying. Are you with me? Okay. Like what Reverend was saying, that... There are some certain food you eat that makes you feel all right. I want to tell you that when the Bible says all together, all things work together for good for those who believe God. I'm telling you another version that your whole body works together for you if you are ready. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> I say your body, your whole entire body works together for you. That means you're sleeping your eating, your stress life, relationship, marriage, everything has a way of affecting your health. And living long is not the only goal. Having a quality life. I've seen people that spend 10 years in the hospital. Coma. I've seen people that spent months at the end of the day, people will be the one carrying you up and down, up and down, up and down. At the end of the day, for a low quality of life. And do you know how much we pay in ICU now? 700000 per day. And these things are almost avoidable. So if you eliminate stress, stress our, our body. Thank you. Stress is a way our body tells us that, okay, we are facing a challenge. And that's not the problem. When you keep exposing yourself to stress, when you keep exposing your stress, uh, yourself to stress, sorry about that. Somebody said when we are younger, we use our health to look for money. But when we are older, we use our money to look for health. Is that true? Is that true? When we are like this, they say, come for this, you go. We are looking for someone selling this, I'm here. We are looking for someone that can check from here to Onicha, I'm the one. We are looking for someone, I'm here. When you are young, because if you, I've not used my body for anything. And when you are old, your body starts getting down. So you have to limit your stress. The things, you have to be intentional about it that I need to sleep. I need to rest. Another thing is eating healthy. We cannot overemphasize this. Somebody says diet is not only what you consume. Right? It's not only what you eat in your mouth. It's even the things you feed your soul. Your spirit. Hmm? Eating Someone say, ah, ah, what is this woman talking about? In this current situation of Nigeria, 
How do we live healthy? There are ways. There is water. At least there is well. There is pure water. So what's stopping you from taking eight glass cup of water in a day? What's stopping you? You need me to do that one. It's part of dollars or economy. Right? Sometimes you eat when you are not supposed to eat, basically because of the mentality of, ah, it's free. You, by now, cake, you should be reducing it. Hallelujah. Why does it feel like I'm attacking somebody? Ask your neighbor, is it you? Some people are looking at me with bad eyes. So it's you. Stop eating cake. It's okay. Amen. I'm talking about LD eating. Before I go further in LD eating, which is my second point, let me tell you how stress quickly works free of charge. Tell your neighbor it's free of charge. So, what should they do? They should hold it tight. Amen. So, when our body is stressed for so long, there is something called stress hormone in our body. It's called cortisol. Amen. Tell your neighbor cortisol. Some people say, are we here in class today? Yes, so. You are here to learn about your body. So this cortisol is an hormone that is being produced by your body anytime you are stressed. The way God has programmed our body is programmed for a perfect health. Whereby the head is supposed to be acting like the head. The mouth is supposed to be used for eating. Your hand is supposed to be used for carrying things. And your leg for movement. God has really, really perfected everything concerning us. Only if you are intentional about maintaining that balance. There are things that are supposed to be produced when you are tired. Your body tries to fight for you when you are sick. So when you are stressed, there is excess production of cortisol. And what does cortisol do? First, it starts by clogging your vessels. And when the vessels to the heart is clogged, we start having things like heart attack. We start having things like high blood pressure. Are we together? Tell your neighbor, don't sleep. Oh. This is your health. Oh. Health is wealth. Oh. Eh? And excess cortisol production can even impair the production of insulin that Reverend was talking about. When there is impairment, there will be Definitely, there will be diabetes. Tell your neighbor that stress is linked to all your diseases. So, so stop stressing. Stop stressing. So I go back to my LD eating. Although Reverend has talked extensively about that. There are some certain things that I just want to rule out. Like when Dr. Adoke was talking, she said some certain food she eats reacts to them. Some people here, they've told you in the hospital, you have ulcer. And you are here drinking anointing oil. My sister and brothers, daddies and mommy, it won't solve the problem. Amen. So the last thing I will talk about 
before entering them, short, 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 short. Lack of exercise. When I say exercise, I don't mean you should go and break firewood or what do they do? I don't mean you should go around cutting down trees. Amen. I don't mean you should go and do things that are most... It just means walking around. Especially those working in the market, working in the office. When you sit down from morning till night, till when you're going to close, you will not stand up. Hey, bring that one. Do this one. Sometimes you stand up, walk around. Shake, move your body. We were, des we were, we were designed to move. At every point. Are we together? Now, let me talk about the things you know their name. Diabetes. I'm starting with diabetes. Ask your neighbor, are you in church? Like um, Reverend talked about diabetes, talked about insulin. I want to believe we all heard, we all heard that. Yeah? yeah? Diabetes. Impairment of insulin. 80% of people, there are two types of diabetes, by the way. But we don't talk about the type 1 because... They are caused by genetic factors. You don't get to decide whether you have it or not. And they are not even common in adults. And according to WHO health statistics, 80% of people that have diabetes in Nigeria, they are having type 2 diabetes. And this type 2 diabetes is self-made. They are not the ones that you don't have choices over. Self-made diabetes. So... Talking about diabetes, there are things that we do. I've mentioned it already. Increased cortisol, unhealthy diet. The three major symptoms I all, the three major things I talked about before starting the lecture, these are linked to all the chronic illness that I want to talk about this day. Some people, aside being stressed, Aside not eating LD, aside not doing physical activities, some people have some bad behaviors. And they range from taking alcohol, smoking, and I believe, I'm very sure that we at Kingdom Culture, we don't do that. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. But now that we have the knowledge, we can tell people out there that at the end of the day, it will only affect their health. Right? So what are those things that you see and you say, this thing is looking like diabetes? When you start urinating more than usual, this is not, ah, mama, BC told me. This is me. Hello, we are doctors in this house. We are telling you now. Before you say, ah, let me, before you say, let me carry my Bible, and look for some that will stop the urine. Please do a checkup. 
Amen. Amen. Once you start drinking water, you that Dr. Esther is forcing to drink water, now you are taking water by yourself. More than usual. It's something to think. Amen? Amen. So these are things to look out for. When you start unable to sleep in the night, these are things that are associated with diabetes. There are many more. See, some people lose weight drastically. And when you start having unexplained weight loss, I know, yes, some people pay a lot of money just to get a slimmer body. But when you start finding yourself in a way that you, you are losing weight and you cannot explain, go to the hospital. We will stand with you in prayer. We will, but do the right thing. Amen. I say we will stand with you in prayer. Don't say the church does not want us. We will stand with you in prayer. Tell your neighbor that we will stand with them in prayer. All right. So, in as much as we've talked about the things that can cause them, and we've talked about what you see though, and they find that you need a checkup, you should know by now what to do to prevent them. Amen. Amen. Or is there anybody still having doubt? Okay, let's talk about uh, hypertension. This one. Say hypertension. hypertension. It simply means your blood pressure is high than the normal. There are vessels in our body, and these vessels, are, they do a lot of things. There's no part of your body that does not have vessels. So when the pressure in these vessels are too much, it's what we call hypertension, because clinically it will be reading very high. And this can disrupt so many things. So many things. Imagine having a plant that you did not water. What will happen? Exactly that's how the organs of our body are. So the vessels are there to constantly water our organs. To give food, to give this, to give that. So these vessels are very, very important. And they are, they are fragile. There are things that can cause it. Like I said, stress. And how does stress cause it? Cortisol. It thickens the vessels. So imagine you are using a straw to put water on something. And there is a blockage in the straw. So the water will go into the straw, but it won't get to the destination. And that is where you start having things like heart attack. Blood is now, now going into the heart. Then you start to feel pain. Like those chest pain that used to come and go. And when mommy will tell you, daddy will tell you, let's check this out. It's nothing, Jare. It's nothing. It's something. Chest pain, as little as it sounds, can, can indicate something very serious. Something very, very serious. It's not the time to start uh, calling church or something. I'm so particular about that because of the environment we are in. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's not the time to start doing that. And I, let me tell you why. Because when you were living those life of stress, you didn't involve the church. Am I, am I, I'm attacking people. Tell me to continue now. No, it's not loud. Tell me continue. You see, that, that, that did not say it. Stay continue. <laughs> you are the one that says I should continue. All right. So, 
you should go to the hospital, even if it's just chest pain. And let me tell you, in Nigeria today, the major killer we have is hypertension and diabetes. Out of 90% of people dying daily, die of hypertension and diabetes. And this is due to the fact that some people, they really don't care about themselves. But they think they care about themselves, but they really don't. It ranges from headache. You know, we, we even in the health sector, we are wary of hypertension and diabetes. Amen. Amen. Tap your neighbor. We are wary of hypertension and diabetes. Why? Because they are also known as silent killer. Silent killer. That means some people are lucky enough to have chest pain. Yeah. Some people are lucky enough to have headache. Yeah. Some people are lucky enough to have sleepless nights. Yeah. Those are things associated with this thing. There was a patient I saw. He came to the hospital that he was tired. And we offered him to stay for admission. He was tired. He said it's just tiredness, doctor. I don't think it's anything. Tiredness, he went home, they brought him back dead. It's that serious. You say you are walking on the road. I saw, I saw, I saw him, I saw him. He just spoke with me on the phone. He just spoke with me on the phone. I saw him. Then he just slumped and died. He didn't just slump and die. It has been happening. But because it's inside your body and you cannot see it, you take it for granted. You are supposed to be more wary of the things you cannot see than the things you can see. Not how your clothes look. Are you healthy? Not how your hair look. Are you healthy? Are your children healthy? I want to be this. I want to be that. Are you healthy? Amen. Amen. And the art itself, there are various things that can happen. Like, specifically, let's talk about heart attack and stroke. Personally, I have a friend that was supposed to get married. They were still young, at 30. She just came to make her hair and she slumped, she died. At first, before dying, she had stroke. But it was too much for her because she's young. These things are happening. No matter how firebrand you are, it can happen. Let's talk about arthritis. Obesity, I'm sure, you know. Arthritis, that one. There's no outreach I will go to. Almost all the women there, they will be coming with complaints. Serious pain. Serious leg pain. Serious back pain. My back is paining me. My leg is paining me. My this is paining me. Although some of these things happen with age, but I'm here to tell you for free, Mama, Papa, you can age well. You can actually age well. You can. You can age well. There's nothing stopping you at 60 still traveling on vacations. There's nothing stopping you. Like I said, the goal is not only to live long. You can be, there are people that live long and they are still even praying for death. You are looking for a life of quality. And much has been said, even before I collected the microphone, who are excessively talking about your diet. We are excessively talking about the way you live your life. Sleep, sleep, sleep. If Nigeria will be better tomorrow, be healthy to live. 
There are things that are beyond your control. Why don't you let go and let God? We are talking about things that are within your control. Why don't you start taking charge? Amen. Stop thinking about anything. This is the time I need your attention. Amen. Amen. Let's all rise up on our feet. I'm still waiting. That's why I'm not talking. Some people are still seated. Are we all standing? All right, let's sit down back. Let's continue. So if we are talking about exercise, we should start practicing it here. All right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure if I start singing now, and that my brother is playing keyboard, you will start dancing. This one is very, very important. So, okay, let's all sit down. So if you, if you are learning one or two, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, some people are not learning one or two. If you are learning one or two, praise the Lord. If you are learning one or two, praise the Lord. Okay, we are still talking about arthritis. These are basically affecting our joint. And it's really, really, really painful. If you see people going through arthritis, you will be... You, <laughs> You almost be in tears for them. You will almost be in tears for them. If you are a very soft person, you will cry. I see these people every day. 40, 50, arthritis, 30. What is happening? This time you are not telling your neighbor. Tell yourself, hold your chest, say, I will, I will change. Tell yourself, I will change. I will change. Yeah. All right. The last one is obesity. And, uh, you know, we know that some of us, we are from a very, you know, chubby family in our house. It's, the, the, the thing is not about being fat or some people don't even, some people look, you know, chubby and they kind of still within weight. I have people that are slimmer than me and weigh a lot more than me. Why, when people talk about obesity, they are not saying, ah, this one is too fat. Ah, no, this one. No, no, that's not what we are talking about here. We are talking about your height and weight. Are they matching a balance? That's why obesity is one key factor also to almost everything I've talked about. If there's excess fat in your body, to clog your vessels. I remember what I told you about vessels. They are the ones that supply your organs. Any organs that does not get, we have problem. Be it kidney, be it heart. Remember that I told you. So at every point in time, it's not just checking your weight. There's something called BMI, your body mass index. Body mass index. Your body mass index. So at every point in time, you have to check that to make sure that you are not overweight. Amen. Amen. Aside the fact that genetically, some people are on the big side at, in their house. There are ways to go about it. When you eat the right way, you will be fine. Amen. So after saying all of this, I'm rounding up. 
Praise God. Praise God. I believe we've all learned something. (laughs) The way you are looking at me. (laughs) Okay, so after saying all of this, it's very, there are some things that are important. You have to know your blood pressure just like you know the name of your favorite person. Amen. At every time, please check your sugar level. At every time, please do exercise. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I'll leave you with this. The first key to live LD is to be open to the possibilities of those things. Some of you, you are so heavily conscious and forgot, <laughs> you've forgotten that you are not living with, heavens, uh, with angels here. Angels, they are not eating the food you are eating. Them. That means this body, you have to take care of it. You have to be open to it that there's something called hypertension. There's actually something called diabetes. There is something called, you have to know and believe that there is those things. You have to be aware of your body scientifically. What you people do, what most people do is spiritual, spiritual. Please, I tell people, don't be too heavily uh, conscious and be earthly stupid. No, don't, don't do that. You have to be open to the possibilities. And the last thing I'll leave you with is be intentional. Like he said, some doctors smoke, some doctors do. We, having the knowledge is not enough. Having the knowledge, they've done a great job by bringing and even talking about it. They've done, but be intentional that henceforth, I'll start living healthy. All right, say it. Henceforth, henceforth. I'll start living healthy. God help me. All right, thank you. Please, you can do better. Put your hands together for Dr. Esther. Amen. Amen. Are you getting blessed? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, who wants to tell me what they have received? If you look at me too much, I'll give you a microphone. If you don't look at me, I'll also give you a microphone. So don't dodge. Who wants to share? Or maybe even an experience that you've had or how you have seen how stress. Have you heard of people being so stressed that they just, you just said that somebody just slumped? That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. How do you manage stress? Who wants to tell me how you can manage stress in our current Nigeria? Samuel, do you want to tell me? Because you're looking like you want to tell us, no? <laughs> As I'm speaking now, some of you are getting stressed. That please don't let her give me the microphone. Cortisol is rising. Adrenaline is rising. Some people want to run away from this room. How do you manage stress? Because the honest truth is that, you know, there are some things that we cannot avoid. I think Dr. Esther said it. Reverend Israel said it. As you are in this life, there will be stress. But God help you in Jesus' name. Don't carry every matter for your head. Because, you know, all the matters they are carrying on your head, God forbid if you die, they will move on. Before they move on, they will come for the burial, eat rice, drink coke, 
and move on. Please, let us not get stressed in Jesus' name. So for the next, maybe even less than 30 minutes, and then we're going to round up. I'll give the chance for us to ask questions. Um, I'm trying to draw my words very well so you can hear what I'm saying. <laughs> so for the next few minutes, maybe 30 minutes or less, we are going to speak about um, things like cancer, men and women's health. There are women here who don't understand what is happening in their bodies. Shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. See, are you here? Okay, I want to ask you a question. If you're in your house, you know, you're just relaxing, maybe you're watching... Um, <laughs> I was going to say if you're watching Nigeria versus, I don't want to call the name of the country, so people don't come, come for me. But are, let's say if you're watching a football match, and the football match ends in one certain score like this. And somebody knocks on your door and it's one small five-year-old boy or five-year-old girl. Maybe everybody in the area knows that little boy or girl that they are always looking for trouble. And you're in the middle of an intense football match, for those of you who like football. And that small child comes and knocks on your door. And say, auntie, 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 your uncle, 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 what will you say? Go away. Go away. That's, hey, I better get disturbing me. But God forbid, if you are in that same situation and 10 hefty armed with AK-47 men arrive on your door and they knock, it won't be our portion, no. What will you say? How many of you will say, go away? <laughs> you cannot say, go away. It's too late. It is too late at that point. And so my session is to help you deal with that small boy or that small girl before it becomes an army of 10, 15 people with heavy weapons to destroy your life. I want to speak about cancer. Many of us don't like hearing that word, and the reason we don't like hearing that word is very understandable because it is, when it gets to a point where it has spread around the body, people say it has become terminal and, you know, nothing can be done and, and all that. I think Reverend had spoken at the very beginning that everybody in, in your body, everybody has cells, and those cells multiply. But the way the body works is that the body is able to swallow up any abnormal cells, kill any abnormal cells. But in the case of cancer, abnormal cells keep growing and growing and growing and growing. Somebody shake, everybody shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. If you sleep, no food for you. <laughs> These cells keep growing and growing and growing. But what happens if you can try and find out about these cells before they actually grow? So for the next two minutes, I just want to speak to us very briefly about screening. Somebody says screening. screening. Screening is how you can identify a disease at a very early stage. Last month or in December, we did screening for diabetes, blood pressure. So those who were having a little bit of high blood pressure or high sugar, we, they found out that they had these things. So we want to try and tell you how you can screen for these things. Number one, how many of you know that how many of you know there's a part of the body called the breasts? Men and women have it too. Breasts. It's not a swear word. <laughs> I be am I swearing? It's a word, just like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Okay. So, if in your family you know that uh, Cosino died of breast cancer, auntie died of breast cancer, mommy, daddy, sister, brother, anybody close to you, 
Take it seriously. I'm not asking you to go into panic mode, but take your health seriously. Because most of these conditions, they run in, the fa in family lines, okay? They are what we call, some of them are genetic. So if you realize that people in your family are, you know, having this particular illness, yes, pray about it. Definitely pray about it because everything in this world that you can see, the Bible says that things that we can see are first made by things that cannot be seen. So yes, there is a spiritual element to many things or to, to all things, but also there's also a physical element. So what should you do? Somebody say mammogram. Because you cannot see your inside. Like Dr. Esther said, you can see the clothes, you can see the hair. How many of you can see your heart? How many of you can see your stomach? Somebody said that he can see his heart and his stomach. Maybe after we'll all pray for him. <laughs> How many of you can see your liver? So there are things that you cannot see, but your body will show you some physical signs that something is not going quite right. Don't see a lump on your body and just go and pour anointing oil and ignore it. I'm not knocking the place of anointing oil. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yokes. Yes, I do know that and I do believe that. But I'm trying to say do not ignore certain signs. Do not see a lump on your body and just say, mm, this one, this one will go. Go when, how? Without even realizing what it is. Okay, so yeah, going back to what I was saying. There are ways to screen. Somebody say mammogram. All you need to do is to go to the hospital. By the time you hit 40, maybe 45, but if you have in your family, by the time you hit 40, go to your doctor and say, doctor, how can I get a, an x-ray that can check the cells, the tissue? inside this breast so that if they can see this remember the example i gave of the small child before it becomes a big army so if they can see some changes they can do something about it quickly i was speaking to a patient who was telling me that um what what, what was she telling me she went for and she went for just the routine mammogram routine means that you do this when there's no problem shake your neighbor shake oh yeah, every five minutes just be shaking your neighbor <laughs> And if you have no neighbor, somebody should go and shake anybody that, that, is, that needs to be shaking. Things that shall be shaking shall be shaking. <laughs> okay. And she said to me, she went for her routine mammogram. And she was like, thank God. She didn't say God anyway. She said thank whatever she was thanking that she went for the mammogram. Because when she went for that x-ray, they were able to spot something very small. Somebody said, somebody said something very small. And that was how they took it out. And today she is as free as anything. But what if she did not go for the screening? One day she would just wake up, see a lump on her breast, or realize that she's always feeling tired. She's not feeling fine. She's losing so much weight. And they will say it's Inkechi from the village. Inkechi is not even, Inkechi is bothering somebody else. Inkechi does not have time for you. I'm sorry if there's anybody called Inkechi here. I don't know why they keep using Inkechi name. Are you hearing me? So what are you going to, if you are 45 years and above, what are you going to do? Somebody say mammogram. Routine, let them just check it out. And then they'll say, yeah, okay. And that's fine. And then you can live your life. Abby, Dr. Esther, that's it. And you can be free and carry on with your life. Another thing, I'll come to the men in a second. How many of you know there's a part of the, woman, of the woman's body called the cervix? How many of you know? Some of us are not even aware of our body. But we know the price of rice. We know the price of beans. But we don't know we have some body parts. Eh? This part of the, the, this, there's a part of the, of the human body called the cervix. And see, I don't know about you, but I've noticed that many illnesses like to attack women. 
we are the, we are, God, God saw us and he said, you know what, I want to make, he made Eve and made Eve a help me unto Adam. God loves women so much and, the, and Satan hates women. He attacked women or womanhood in the Garden of Eden. So we rest us against flesh and blood. Yes, we know that. So you, as a woman, you have to be on alert. Bible in one hand, sense, Holy Ghost sense in another hand. Say Bible in one hand. This is men and women. Bible in one hand. Holy Ghost sense in the other hand. So there was a, there was a popular celebrity in the UK. I don't want to call her name, but she was so popular. In fact, she was so popular. How, how many of you know that people don't people think that popular people cannot fall sick? How many of you have noticed that if you're a celebrity and you fall sick, like eh? How come celebrity fell sick? <laughs> celebrity is a human being now. I be they not be human being. I be they get three heads. I never watch TV show where I see celebrity get three heads. So they have the same amount of head as you as you. But there was a big there was a very big celebrity in the UK. All of a sudden she was on the I think she was on the Big Brother show. How many of you watch Big Brother? Don't be watching Big Brother. She was on the Big Brother show and she became so popular. And then a few years later, we found out that she was in hospital. Her, all her hair had gone. And within, was it within weeks? It, she didn't have months to leave. She had weeks maximum and she died. And there was a very big campaign in the UK about cervical cancer. Some of you have, um, you know, you, your, your period should come every month. But sometimes your period will come every month, but in between your period, you might notice that you're having a bit of spotting, but you just ignore it. I'm not saying that that is cancer, but I'm saying do not ignore signs that you see. Some of you who are married, because we believe that the, the Bible says that the marriage bed is undefiled. In kingdom culture, and as all believers, we believe that sexual intimacy is between a man and a woman. If every time you have sexual intimacy with your spouse, with your husband, you are bleeding, don't just ignore it. Go and get yourself checked out. Okay? So there's a part of the, human, of the woman's body. It's called the cervix. And there are ways that we can know if there is a problem there. It's called cervical screening. Somebody says cervical screening. So the doctor will have a look. Once you get to the age of 20, in the in UK it's 25, but Nigeria, I think you can from 20 if you're, if you're active. Let them have a look. Let them scrape and take some cells, and they'll put it in the laboratory to see if there are abnormal changes. If they check it out, and because at this time, people will not have any symptoms. They won't have anything showing them that there's something that is wrong. So that is why you want to screen and to make sure you don't have all those problems. And then they will check, and if there's anything abnormal, they will remove it before it is too late. Remember the example I gave you about that little boy at the door? It is time to tell the sickness to go away, okay? So they will check and they will screen for things like cervical cancer. And another thing I want to say is, how many of you have noticed that, maybe you've not noticed, but coming to the men now, before when you were younger, you could pass urine okay. Oh yeah, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. <laughs> Everybody shake your neighbor. In fact, some of you need to shake yourselves. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. Say neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> are you shaking? Okay. So, men, are you listening? Men, are you here? Uh, I can't hear the men. Men, are you here? Praise God for men. Men, we need. Yeah, okay, they're here, but we need men in our society. Okay. Thank you. So, 
And I'm very grateful that we, there, are some, there are men in this place today. Because sometimes men sometimes ignore their health. I don't know why, but it is well. So, there is a part of the body that is only found in men. It's called the prostate. Somebody say prostate. Okay. It's in the back side. And that prostate, it has a very important function in terms of your cement production and all that. But that's not what I'm here for today. In black men, in African men or even Asian, the, around the black society, the African ethnic origin, there is something called prostate cancer. And sometimes, the, many people die and they have prostate cancer. They don't even know. Other things kill them. But it will greatly limit your life. And there are other times that people have it and it spreads to the rest of their body and they end up dying. We're not here to scare, to scare you, but I'm just trying to show you that don't ignore signs. So some of the signs that there's something wrong with your prostate, not necessarily cancer now, so that's just an aside. That if there's something wrong with your prostate that you should not ignore, uh, before you could pass you in properly, but now every time you want to pass you in, there is what we call hesitancy, whereby you are trying to pass the urine, but it's not coming out. You, it is a bit restricted. Okay, are you listening? Yes. Or if you pass urine, the stream is very, very weak. It's not a strong, strong flow. Or every time in the night, you cannot have a good night rest. Every time in the night, you are waking up to go and pass urine. It can be caused by so many things, but I'm speaking about the prostate. It can be caused by, like Dr. Esther said, diabetes, you know, or overactive bladder, or too much coffee, or alcohol, or things like that. So if you notice all these things, yeah, you can't really um, pass urine, or there's or blood in your urine. Don't ignore blood. Blood in your urine. You need to, don't go and drink a bowl. You say, ah, I saw blood. Where can I buy a bowl to wash my system? No, Dr. Esther, should they do that? Please, take your health seriously. Go and see the doctor. So that's a bit about cancer. So all I'm saying is that please take your health seriously and do not ignore signs. Another thing is blood in your stool. If you go to the toilet and you see, you're welcome. If you go to the toilet and you see blood in your stool, don't ignore it and say, ah, what can people even give as excuse again? Say maybe it was the tomato I ate yesterday from Mama Biliski. I should have not bought that new tomato. It's not tomato. Do not ignore blood in your stool. Now, the last two things I want to speak about um, is women's health and men's health, specifically um, women's health. And then I've, I've, I've touched upon men's health. So for the next five, five minutes, and then we're going to round up and close. So after a certain age, women, you have your period when you're much younger. After a certain age, the period stops. Abi, like Sarah now, Abi, are people going everlasting? No? Are you here? Shebi? And many people don't realize what happens. They just, they just realize that my mood is changing. I was a very gentle woman before, but now, before, before anybody even says when, I've already torn their head off and I've attacked them. I'm always short-tempered. Somebody shake your neighbor, shake your neighbor. Shaky, shaky. When you hit menopause, or what we call perimenopause, the stage before menopause, your period begins to become irregular. It's not as if there's anything wrong with you. It's just after the fall of Adam. I don't know if before Adam fell, we will have had these problems. 
But one of the signs that you can know that you're about, you're hitting menopause is that when you start to get to around the age of maybe 45, some people, it happens earlier, and that is early menopause. But around from 45 to 50, people start to notice changes in their period where it is irregular. Okay, they might start to notice that they are getting low mood. You're just sad for no reason. Some people just begin to cry. It's not as if anything has happened or any small matter, you are feeling very sensitive. I want to educate you today and let you know that it is not because anything is wrong with you. It is just the process of life. I don't know whether I should say fortunately or unfortunately. Some of you will just break out. Even if you're in AC like this, the AC is blowing you. <laughs> One hot, it's not spiritual. But one hot flush should just come over your body. Men, you're enjoying. It's called hot flushes. It will just woof. It will come over you like this. Signs of the menopause. And there are things that you can do to help manage the symptoms. You cannot stop the menopause from happening. It is a thing of life. The same way you cannot stop your periods. It's a natural flow. Okay, there are things that you can do if you're experiencing that, where low, your mood, hot flushes, you can't sleep, you're having aches and pains everywhere. Don't go and buy anti-malarial. Are you listening to me? It's not anti-malaria. Go and see your doctor, discuss with your doctor, because there are medications that, that can be given to you that can help you. And the final one I want to address is, um, how many of you know that... Um, Maybe you are, you are single, you've never had a child before, but every time people look at you, they say, ah, this girl might be pregnant. How many of you know people like that? Or maybe that's even you, or even, or even maybe even you yourself. Every time you eat, before your, your appetite, every time you take food, before you know it, you're already full. Don't ignore these things. Every time you're having pain in your, lower, in your lower region, they call it the pelvic region, you're passing a lot of urine. Maybe you're constipated. Every time you go to the toilet, you cannot really open your bowels. It's a bit difficult. Don't ignore these things. Go and see your doctor. I know people don't like seeing doctors, but doctors are not that bad. I mean, is Dr. Esther bad? I can't hear you. Okay, so that's women. Take care of your health. Don't just ignore things. Just don't say, eh, my mommy's stomach was big. Um, my own stomach is big. Um, my, uh, the child's stomach will be big. No, find out why. Do you have fibroids? Is there anything growing in your womb that should not be growing? Are your ovaries okay? Somebody said, do not ignore signs. Somebody said, do not ignore signs. If something does not feel right in your body, please take action. Okay? So for the next few minutes, we're going to take it, um, go through a time of question and answer. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask Dr. Esther and I. I don't know if you need the microphone. Um, you have a question. Okay, please, can we have the microphones go around? Uh, there's someone at the back. Perhaps no. So, I want to ask, what causes breast cancer? Okay. So, I will just say this now. There are many things that can contribute to breast cancer. Now, like I explained at the very beginning, how the body works, there are cells in the body or tissues in the body, and those cells and tissues are there to replace the things that are lost. Okay. So, your body, the same way you are growing in your height, you are growing in your shape, 
your inside your body there are cells that are what we call regenerating okay they are growing so let me explain this to you when those cells are growing the old ones need to die okay sometimes there is there are different things that can cause it these cells sometimes the thing that should be killing the cells that are multiplying don't kill them for whatever reason this can be due to what we call there are risk factors. It could be due to mutation for, for whatever reason that, I don't want to go into too much medicine, but there is a way that the body is coded. Is, and then you put one plus one should give you two. But sometimes inside the body, you will see one plus, some, a, a cell will just jump and put one plus three and will give you two. So there's, there's been a malfunction in the way the body is coding. Okay? So that thing, the cells then begin to multiply and multiply. And inside the breast, there are certain things that are, there are certain hormones that make the tissues of the breast, like things like estrogen. So there are some people that in their family history, in their genetic line, they have the tendency for this kind of problem. But you cannot say that this thing causes breast cancer. They are called risk factors. Risk factors are things that increase the chances of people getting breast cancer. Number one, genetic family history. Number two, certain types of diets, okay? Number three, certain kinds of medication that are high in things like estrogen, okay? Um, smoking, um, I think alcohol, th there are some alcohols, alcohol increases your risk. So is there anything that you can do and say, this is what causes breast cancer? No, but there are things that can contribute to that. So one of the ways that you can know for yourself, God forbid, if, you have, if somebody has number one, is that you, you want to avoid breast cancer by screening for them to know if there's any changes in the tissue of your breast. They will pick it up. It will show up very small. That is the point of screening. But if it gets to the point where it is breast cancer, let me show, tell you some of the signs. One of the signs that you might know that you have breast cancer, how many of you know how to examine your breast? Even men, men don't ignore, men too can have breast cancer, it's very rare. But you can examine your breast by putting the, 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 the base of your, and just press around four different sides. You are checking for any lump, any abnormal lump, any hard thing that, is, that, that sometimes is fixed to the skin, okay? You are pain, people say pain, but pain is not really a sign of breast cancer. But if you have pain in your breast, do not ignore it. Another thing that can happen is that some people begin to have discharge from their breast. That means the cancer has gone far, it's gone far. Or the, or the shape of the nipple begins to change, it begins to bend inwards. If that's how your, your nipple is normally, that's different. But if it begins to notice a, a, a change, how many of you know orange? You know the tip of orange? You know that where it begins to have wrinkles? Some of you are like, ah. I don't mean old age wrinkles, though. <laughs> How will I describe it? But anyways, have I answered your question? I hope I have. But yes, please be self-aware, be breast-aware. Dr. Okay. Esther, do you want to add anything? Um, she... Okay, she has said it all. And the summary is there's no one thing that can cause cancer itself that we can say this is it i'm sure if they say this is what will cause cancer many people will not do it but it's like she said cells in your body the basic unit of your body is a cell so coming together of cell will make an organ like so 
the little little cells they are proliferating they are producing excessively like she said so there are many things that can cause it and which she has listed well i went to a teaching class like this i'm sorry to say this old. if you mean teacher if you mean doctor she said align me talking your brain sometimes thank you from breast cancer align men talking your brain sometimes prevents you from breast cancer that's what she does did you hear what she said yeah okay so i don't know about it i'm still a there. doctor yeah a female doctor a female doctor said allowing men to touch your breast prevents breast cancer we need to report that doctor to the medical council yeah. of nigeria no they even brought the um, protest and it was no yeah they said something yeah, what okay answer this one <laughs> okay what the doctor was trying to talk about is like sometimes you should ask in details okay it's more like uh what she's trying to talk about is at that age when you're married you give birth um it's more like your spouse also helping you out in breast exercise do you understand it's only prevent it's only reduce the risk of cancer because the breast is also undergoing some some stimulation and if there is anything mean that you are breastfeeding your partner you married your partner might even quickly identify it but before you marry what she is talking about is you should learn the act of self uh, breast examination by yourself do you understand thank you but please there's no need for that nobody should be pressing your they are your precious jewels in fact some people will press it and introduce yeah your some people will press it and introduce the cancer you've not seen it's not a lonely widow do it yourself not let anybody do it for you are they doctors even say no please okay preserve your self-worth self-examination if you don't know how to do it go on go on online youtube Go for the medical, don't just be watching random videos, please, before you see what you shouldn't see. Just click breast examination, please. Okay. Did you have a question? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. I say, like now, that's the way get deep. Yes. What is go they take? They say we should not be walking, we should not be doing hard things. If you have BP, if you don't work, how can you eat? Eh? If you don't do hard work. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. As if I know this question will come. God is our provider, but I'm not trying to spiritualize it. Now, first thing, it's very, very possible. If, you've, if you are here and they've, the doctor have told you that you have BP or you've been diagnosed one way or the other, people live with BP and still live for a very long time. Yes, but this is only possible if you understand. Mama, the reason why you said that thing is because you believe that you eating is attached to hard work. It's because you believe that way. There are work you can do that would not if okay if they tell you that if you go and do this work they will kill you there will you go there but they've not told you but that's what is happening I've, they, nobody has told you but that is what is happening 
the work will indirectly degrade your quality of life. You don't want doctor to tell you if you go and work, you die. You say, hmm, that doctor. This person has not died. But indirectly, that is it. There is always a way. And you have to make that way. Eh? You have to make that way, mama. You don't have to do things that would put you at risk to make sure... Why, why are you working? Why are you working? Isn't it not to have that... To... Okay, okay. No, no, to mama. She was asking mama a question. <laughs> mama, do you understand me? I asked you, if they tell you if you go to that work, it can lead to death. Will you still go? You will not go. But indirectly, that is what doctors have been saying. It will affect your health, but it's just that it doesn't happen instantly. So now, if they tell you that, come and collect 20 million in a place of we have higher killers and assassins. Ah. I will not go. <laughs> I will not go. Mama, don't you need the 20 million? I know. I do not need it. Just come on kidnapping. People don't want to work in the night. Don't you need the 20 million? Imagine the fine, fine things you can do with 20 million. Forget that you are no longer like me. Imagine 20 million. I have no need. You sure you will not go? What if I escort you? I will not go. You will not go? What if pastor and uh, doctor escort you? No, no, we are not You will not go? Why? Don't you need money? I need money. You like working hard? I, I like to work by myself. Uh, you like to work by yourself? Yes. Uh, this one, you will work now? No, I will not go that way. No, you help them carry chairs, but they will give it to But then, I killers, that's what they do. No, I do not need that kind of money. You don't need that kind of money. Why? Because your life is... Your health is... I need my health. You need your health. Please think about it that way, Mama. Okay, any other questions? Okay. Uh, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Sir. I'm tempted to say praise the Lord as please if we are, do. We are a church. Please do. Um, let me quickly ask this question. If somebody uh, has been treated of prostate cancer, uh, would, it, would there still be a leftover? after treating it through uh, radiation or surgery, will just be a remnant that will make the doctor to ask you to be coming for, you know, um, frequent follow-up. Uh, will just be a remnant. And uh, paraventure you uh, couldn't go for the follow-up for, say, five months, six months. Is, uh, is there any danger, you know, in it, that it could spread. And uh, what uh, medicine or um, drug can one be taking, you know, to keep it in check if he, he couldn't be going for the, you know, follow-up? Okay, all right, thank you very much. So I think 
your question, okay, if I miss anything, just remind me if I've missed any part of the question. So you were asking that if somebody has prostate cancer and they've had some form of treatment, can it come back? It depends on the kind of treatment that they've had. So there are different types of treatments. So there can be radiotherapy, there can be chemo when they give medicine, they can have surgery. And even that surgery, sometimes they remove some parts. So for example, they might just remove, because you still need your prostate, it's there to nourish the, the I don't know if they are children, but it's to nourish the seminal fluid or the semen, okay? So in some cases, they will remove only parts of the, of the prostate, the part that has the cancer. In that case, yes, as with every other cancer, there they can be recurrences, okay? But if they remove and they do what we call a total prostatectomy, where they remove all the prostate, there's nothing for the thing to come back and attack. But that being said, that is on the condition that the, the cancer has not spread. One of the things that, one of the common places that prostate cancer spreads to is the bones. So if you are a man and you're always having lower back pain, don't think it's because you're working very hard. It could be because you're working very hard. It could be due to arthritis, but don't ignore it. If you're having a lot of lower back pain plus what we call urinary tract symptoms that I had explained, passing a lot of urine at night, passing little urine, dribbling, you're, having, you're struggling to pass the urine at first, and even what people call erectile dysfunction. Those are the things that you need to, to pay attention to. And you were asking about follow-up. Do, do you want to carry on or do you want to? Do you want to? Okay, concerning the follow-up, it's very, very important. I am sorry if I'm going to offend you. It's very, very important that when your doctor says there's a follow-up, you should follow up. Because there are three main things a doctor will use to manage a patient. And I'll tell you those three things. One is the doctor's um, digression, like how I perceive the things, because I was trained. So I have a clinical high to see you and say something is wrong. Secondly, is the lab investigations. When all tests comes out and say, okay, okay, this backs up what I'm seeing. I'm seeing this. Okay, no, this does not look like, and the last thing is what you say. Those three things are very, very important. So when a doctor comes to a diagnosis and says, this is it, you should follow up. Another person that has not been in these three scenarios cannot, we give you an idea based on general knowledge. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. But when a doctor asks you to follow up, please, anybody that is listening to me, if a doctor asks you for follow up, you should go back for follow up. Yes. Amen. Amen. If you have any question, Concerning what the doctor, if you feel the doctor is disturbing you, talk to the doctor. Doctor, can I know the reason why you are asking me yes. to come for a follow-up? Yes. Doctor, it won't be convenient for me to come for a follow-up. That's concerning the follow-up. Are we clear? Thank you very much, Dr. Esther. I just want to add something. So, yeah, you can clap for Dr. Esther, please. And one thing I want to say is that no two illnesses are the same. Because if somebody, person A had prostate cancer, and they are now free for the rest of their life, person B might not be free. So if person A says, I'm free, I've not had follow-up for 10 years, and see me, oh, I'm, I'm so healthy, does not mean it's the same thing for you. 
So please take your own health as everybody's an individual. It's a personal journey. Nobody follows us into the grave. Nobody was, even twins. Twins, no twin can come out at the same time. No twin can come out at the same time. It's not even physically possible. Even if they're doing cesarean operation, somebody must come out first. Esau, Jacob, somebody's hand at least must come out first. Somebody's head must come out first. You cannot have four legs coming out at the same time or two heads. The woman will die plus the children. Okay? So please, everybody's an individual. So take your own health seriously. Praise Lord. Amen. Please, doctor. It's a question. Please don't mind my question. No problem. It's a question I want to ask yeah, concerning the hypertension. What will, what is one technique that is making the high pressure to be high? And secondly, I would love you to help us. What can we take in all to avoid? To, for us, for that high pressure, to, to overcome it. Okay. Yes, please. Yes. What will we stop? What can we stop? And, and what can we be taking to avoid it? the high blood pressure to help us? Thank you. Okay. So our question is, in summary, what can we do to overcome hypertension? What to take? I'm sorry, very sorry to offend you. That is only God that can cure hypertension. That means currently there is no cure, but it is manageable. So once you've been diagnosed with hypertension, till Jesus says your time, right? You have to be on your medications. God is able to do all things. But till that time, that he will do it for you, till your whole Shiloh time, you have to diligently use your drugs. And the management of hypertension is not just medication. It's medication and lifestyle. That means when you use your drug and you don't sleep, I'm not saying that, um, I don't know, I'm not saying you have to sleep the whole day. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to rest. You not sleeping can elevate. Stress can elevate. Salt, eating salt too much can elevate. But most importantly, your medications. Regular checkup, sleeping, you'll be fine. Thank you. I just want to add something to what Dr. Esther has said. Um, in terms of, yes, God and medication, but there are lifestyle changes that you can, you, the same way, I think you mentioned, um, what, something you mentioned at the very beginning about when you were saying diabetes was self-made. Anything that is self-made can be self-cured. Somebody say anything that is self-made can be self-cured. Hypertension is, can be caused by so many things, okay? There is essential hypertension, but there are also types of hypertension that can be caused by some maybe problems with the kidneys, something, stenosis, this one, this one, those big, big ones. 
But the ones that are caused by lifestyle, salt intake, obesity, lack of exercise, stress, those ones you can cure them. You don't even have, it's not, it's not only medication. You can actually reverse those ones by retracing your steps and looking at what you have been doing or what you should be doing now. And that will bring your blood pressure to the blood pressure of a of normal blood pressure. And just because you're on high blood pressure today does not mean you have to die with high blood pressure medication. If you follow, like Dr. Esther has said, follow your doctor, take your medication plus lifestyle. Now, let me tell you one of the ways you will die with high blood pressure. It's if you just do medication alone and don't change your lifestyle. But if you do medication and lifestyle, there is a very high chance that your high blood pressure can normalize. It's okay. Your legs, uh, salt, and I thought, uh, what of sweet, sweet things. I can just go, go stop all those things. So, oh, there's a lot of people out there, especially aged people that you know, in the, having this high pressure of a thing, you know, that uh, uh, it's maybe it's what they have been taking that, that, that increase the high blood pressure. You know? uh, so, as I said, as was, you can be taking that, take it to be normal. And it's only God that care of it, do your own rest. And that's what I try to say, what I won't take and be that way. Oh. To, to pre for, like prevention. Okay. Uh, so, that's salt. That's why I said, what of Maggie or sweet, or that's sweet, sweet. Okay. I'll address that. Okay. Thank you. I remember, if I tell you this, that I don't use Maggie to cook in my house, and if you eat my egusi, eh, hey, your mouth will reach, uh, which bus stop self should I use? Asso Rock. Uh, maybe not that far. <laughs> But I cannot remember the last time I used Maggi to cook. And the salt I used to cook, I don't put too much salt in my food. And all these extra spices, there you see, I think Reverend was trying to address it at the very beginning. When I cook, I, use, I cook with natural ingredients. So curry, thyme, rosemary, um, coriander, this one, that one, that one, that one. Anything that has additional salt, I don't take. The only thing that you can argue that has salt in my kitchen is salt itself. But all these things are, all these maggie, things that you buy in sachet that have a combination of different things inside, they are killing you, should I say killing you softly? <laughs> killing you slowly? And they can kill you suddenly. See, what happens is that you don't realize, but with, with time it is piling up. See, it's affecting your kidney. And your kidney produces some hormones. Are we here? If we talk, I'll give you the microphone. And you'll come and explain to us how high blood pressure works and what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. Okay? So, salt. When we say salt, it includes the spices that we buy. When they say, Maggie, Maggie. I'm not calling any particular brand, though, but you know that. <laughs> so, but on, a on a serious note, please, salt intake. And even the salt. Do you know how much salt you should take in a day? I think it's about one teaspoon, how many teaspoons? Not, not cooking spoon or, or tablespoon. I think it's one teaspoon. I need to double check in, 24 hour, in a 24-hour period. It means that you need to supplement your food with other things, natural things, ginger, garlic. Make, make your food nice, make your food tasty. And I know some of you will say it is expensive, 
But Dr. Dr. Esther said a night in ICU, and I'm sure that's not private hospital. Is that private hospital? Okay, in private hospital. Even the government is through. Okay. How many of you have 300,000 naira to spend now? 300,000 naira. How many of you have it now? For where? Okay. But the, the Maggie, the, all those seasonings that you don't want to give up, a night in ITU in the government hospital is 300,000 and in private hospital is 700,000. I'm sure even in some places, 1 million. Because we don't want to have to spend that kind of money. So, apart from, you were asking what else apart from salt. Dr. Esther had mentioned, please, we can take a seat, had mentioned stress already um, and lack of exercise. Lack of exercise and, of course, um, obesity. Thank you. I, I believe we've answered your question, Ma. Have you? Yes. And I want to add this, that hypertension that you're saying is old age, is old age. It didn't start then. It's accumulation of what you've been doing when you were younger, actually. A long time. That's why they are called chronic illness. Because they've been starting piling up, piling up. So I, I believe that you will also give encouragement and advice to people around you that are still much younger. It starts from now. Thank you. Any other questions, please? Any other questions? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, please, my question is, can fibroid make period not to flow well? Fibroid. In fact, fibroid will give you very heavy flow. Very heavy flow. Um, so it doesn't necessarily stop your period from flowing well. It will give you very heavy flow. It can also give you very painful period where you see, you see clots. Um, thick clots, you might also notice that you are also having bleeding outside of your normal period as well. Sometimes you might feel pressure in the lower parts. Um, the stomach might look a bit big. Sorry, do you want to, do you want to add as well? Yeah, so the stomach might look a little bit big as well. Yeah. All right, do you understand what um, she, she, okay. And very, very important, I needed to add this. Ladies, I wanted to say it when that first sister asked about the doctor that said they can be sucking or touching her. Ladies, please protect yourself. So many things, especially for the younger ones like um, that sister that asked. Please protect yourself. This fibroid of a thing. So many things can cause these things. The way we use ourselves right from time. You can see, you won't see a man having fibroid. Though. And I've seen a lot of women that died because of fibroid. Post pills, those things. They, man, you see this man, they will be fine. If, but you, menopause, that one, this, please. Let's protect ourselves very well. Infertility is the women they will, they will point at first. All these things start from when we are way younger. Do you understand? Okay. My period used to come out five days. But all of a sudden, it's now two days. 
So I don't know, maybe it's normal or... Okay, okay but is it, still, is it still regular every month? But do you still have it every month? Yes. You still have it every month. It all depends on your age. So fibroids wouldn't make you have less periods. Like I said, it's quite the opposite. So it could just be that, and sometimes there are people that do have fibroids that have, their fibroids have actually self-resolved. So just because, and they'll do a scan and the fibroids are no longer there. So if you're having periods and it's now two days, as long as your periods are coming regular, okay, and you're not having spotting in between your periods or bleeding in between your periods. So for example, your period is every 28 days, as long as on day, maybe day 12 or day 14, day 14, day 16, you don't see another period, and then you not see another one again. As long as you don't say you have normal trends, I wouldn't worry too much about that. They are, uh, they are young widow. They say uh, where you know meet man. There is a way spent with uh, lay. They cannot work rich year to year. Gossip pay because some, some people, they are doctors. Say, some people, they say because you know you know meet man, you know use night make waste. They pain leg, they pain you cannot work. What is the cost? I want to know. Okay, ma. <laughs> Please do your did we all hear that question? Eh? Our question is for young widows that doc some doctors have told them that um, if they don't meet man that it causes waste pain. First, who are those that have heard that and believe in that? Let me see your hand. Because that's a very big lie. Big one. Big. Big, big, big. How big, I don't know. Ah. Please and please. If there's anybody in that situation, please, young widow, if you want to remarry, fine. But never that will happen because you are not having anything to do with a man. It's a lie. Please clap for Dr. Esther. Let me tell you, let me, let me add something. Do you know, yeah, to, to your question, that there are people who are married that are still not doing anything? Or you think it's every married person that is uh, doing something? No. There are some people who are married, but they are living like brother and sister. Is their waist not paining them? So if their waist is not paining them, how come it's your own ways that is paining you? Let me, share, let, me share you, let me share you a true life story about myself. Before I got married in 2010, there was a medication I was supposed to take. I read the med I was fine, no, my, I was fine. I read, you know in medication you have the information leaflet where it will tell you the side effects. I lie not to you. I read the information leaflet about that medication, and that day, I started having those side effects. And I had not started taking the medication. And I said, thank God. 
Do you know why I thanked God? Because if I had started taking the medication and then the side effects were happening, I would have thought it was, it was contraception. I would have thought it was due to the medication and not taking it. But because it happened without me, it's called the placebo effect. Where sometimes they will give you all these things that some of you, also some of these drugs that people are taking that you think is working. It's not really working. It's working because you are believing that it is working. It's called the placebo effect. So the reason your waist is paining you, for those of you who is paining, is because you believe that it will really pain you. Secondly, ha having waist pain, like we said, it could be due to arthritis. It could be due to stress. You know, the stress and the body. And then, you know, we, and, and please, our condolences, we, we, we're not saying anything, but we believe that, you know, the stress is more. If you had somebody to support you, a husband, and the husband now goes, of course the stress will be more. When the stress is more, there will be aches and pains. So it's not because of man, no. It's because there is stress. There are more problems. You're, you're thinking. You're, your chemicals are being released. Stress hormones, stress factors. So many things are happening. So it's not because no man. And if you can't find man, let me tell you something. Problem. Someone say problem. Because that man, self, or that woman that you are going to find, some of them are coming with HIV. Some of them are coming with gonorrhea. Some of them are coming with syphilis. Is that what you want to carry to tell your children? To say after daddy went, or after mommy went, so I come carry nonsense. So please, don't believe the lie. I don't know where this information is coming out from, but let's not believe the lie of the enemy. Not everything that comes, anything that it's only the word of God that stands true. And the word of God says that the marriage bed is undefiled. If you want to, if you want to remarry, go ahead and remarry according to God's own pattern. But please do not go around trying to stop your waist pain. There's paracetamol. Amen. <laughs> Did we answer? Praise the Lord. Hello. <laughs> I just want to ask a question. I have a friend. Unfortunately, she lost his husband about 10 years ago. So he did not marry. did not have anybody. So it was before yesterday she called me. She said whenever she lied down like this, he seems something he said that is moving. You understand? That uh, he, went to the he went to the hospital and he saw the doctor and he complained to him. The doctor was telling her that it's because he don't have anything with man. I said, no, there's nothing like that. And me, I can't believe it. That even me, myself, when I lost my husband, there's nothing like that. I don't have a man, I don't have anybody. But I have Jesus. Why this thing is happening? This thing, whenever she lies down like this, if you touch it, it will be moving. But I asked her to go to scan, to go and check, so that she will know what is happening. No, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I don't know anything, but she just wants to share it with me. So that is how I said, let me table the case so that I can know what is going on. Thank you. Yeah. I think we've answered the question, but like we said, don't let anybody give you reason to commit adultery. If you, they want you to, like, it's, you should be a plain something. They shouldn't give you reasons to justify the reason why you are committing sins. Uh, eh? Are we all here together? Yeah. Uh -huh. At least if you want to do those things, please let them do it with their full chest. They will bring them here so our reverend will pray. Abby? <laughs> okay, so I believe we've answered the question. There's nothing 
that is attached is not attached to man. Just go to the hospital, let them check you up. If there is a need for you to remarry, please do. It has nothing to... Thank you. What can cause a constant headache all the time? Headache, headache. They are, praise God. So you will manage now because my praise God is getting too much. <laughs> all right. So there are many reasons why you can have constant headache. Many, many reasons. Which is. Please listen. Listen to me or listen to me. Hello, please listen to me. Are we together? Okay, so there are many things that can cause headache, especially constant headache. One of which is what we've been talking about, hypertension. You want to get yourself checked to know what's your blood pressure. Another thing is migraine. This one, most times we have people with family history that have this. There's stress headache to tension headache. There is that one. If you are somewhere that don't rest, you are prone to be having headache all the time. Because your brain is what controls the body. Your brain is the one that gives the signal, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. When you keep doing so many things at the same time. Sister, are you with me? And most times, when you have things like this that are happening repeatedly, you should go to the, go to the doctor, please. Please and please. Don't go and take a bow. Don't. Don't do that. Because it will do more harm than to repair your problem. Go for something that you know that you can hold and say, this is what I use. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I want to add, yes, put your hand together for Dr. Esther. There are, and headaches, there are so many causes of headaches. I want to address two. Dr. Esther has mentioned detention headache. She's mentioned migraine. Migraine usually sometimes is on one side of the head and it will be like a throbbing headache that you have. You wouldn't want to be in a bright place. You just want to go and sleep and the headache will go. That's usually migraine. But there's one kind of headache that I want to speak about that you should not ignore is a headache that wakes you up from sleep at night. So if you're having headache, it, maybe you sleep, you wake up with a headache. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean the headache wakes you up. I say, oh yeah, wake up. Headache that makes you feel like you want to vomit or headache that makes you actually vomit. Headache that is worse in the morning. Yeah? Or headache that when you bend down like this, your head just, it just hooks your head. Dr. Esther has said you should go to the doctor for all those headaches. But this one, you might want them to do a scan of your head to make sure there is nothing. We should just, let me just be plain. There is no tumor, no mass pressing on any part of your brain at all. It's very important. And another type of headache I want to speak about is medication overuse headache. 
is the kind of headache that you have one headache, you take paracetamol, you take ibuprofen, you take codeine, you pile medication, medication, medication. Then you now have what we call medication overuse headache on top of the original headache that you had. So please stop self-medicating. Go and see your doctor. Okay, just one second because we need your we need you to use the microphone. Hallelujah. Um, my question here is in terms of malaria and typhoid, I want to understand something in between malaria and typhoid. Because sometimes if you went to a pharmacy to buy malaria medicine, they will ask of you do um, typhoid tests. I want to understand something here. So what you want to understand is, are they different? And why they are different, right? Okay. Are we together? Okay. So most times when, you, when they tell you, you have malaria, it's caused by an infected mosquito. Abby? And the symptoms can range from, it can be of wide range, and that's why you confuse it with typhoid. But typhoid is specifically to your um, gastro, as I say, to your stomach, or what I say, layman. <laughs> yes your stomach area or abdomen, let's say that way, your tummy. And that one, it's, you vomit, it can lead to, you know, vomiting, stooling, and all of that. But when it comes to malaria, that is, typhoid is attached to that one. But malaria, you know, like I said, is majorly due to an infected mosquito. And you can have all sorts of symptoms to that. And they are two different things. They are not managed the same way. But it is assumed that most times, most people think they are the same. They are not. They are, you can have malaria and not have typhoid. You can actually have typhoid and not have malaria. But in most cases, people come down with malaria and typhoid. Do you understand? Praise God. I want to understand something. And encourage something too. Number one, about headache, sister has. Sister explained very well about that headache. Number one, there's one thing remain. About that headache. You know that calling cause headache. Calling. Calling from God. Who that have the gift of calling? It causes headache. Many people have experienced it. 
I too, I experienced. That is why I don't do my head. Have a calling from God. It has, it will cause you mad. It cause you headache. It cause you different things, sickness. When you do not discover, but when you discover and doing the work, you will not feel the headache. So let she check her way. I say very well. I'm trying to encourage her. Number two, I want to understand um, malaria and typhoid plus. That word, I want to understand this. I'm not understanding that word. Okay, thank you very much. I think you have two questions. Dr. Esther will answer the one about malaria and typhoid. I'll answer the first one. So I think she said that some people with a calling from God experience headache. So one of the causes of headache is if you have a calling from God. Is that, is that right? Yes. Okay. The Bible says that the blessing of God makes rich and adds no sorrow. Headache is sorrow. Headache is not from God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ went about doing good, destroying the works of... He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed by Satan. So God cannot ask us to do his work and afflict us with Satan. So that is not scriptural, okay? That is not from the Bible, um, so we, we, we believe in what the word of God says. Our experiences do not form doctrine and our experiences do not form law. What forms law is what we see in the word of God. So maybe we can speak after this to speak about why people are having headache when they have a calling from God. But when God gives you a calling, he gives you grace and he gives you ease with that calling. And that headache is not inside the package Sickness is not in the package. Sickness is from, from the devil. It's from hell. And one of the powers of God is to break the works of darkness and destroy the works of sickness. Amen. Okay. I don't really... I thought I've answered. So I would like to ask again. What exactly do you want to know about the difference? Or what exactly? Can you ask your question again? Malaria and typhoid plus. No, there is sickness. They say when you have malaria or typhoid, you say when you go to the um, <laughs> when you I, go to the um, hospital, they will make tests with you. you say uh, you they have, have different tests. Okay, like I said to my brother at the other side, uh, was it, sorry, I don't know if it was a man or a woman that asked. I forgot. Okay, so what I'm saying is that they are two different things. Malaria is different from typhoid, caused by two different organisms. Mala malaria is usually caused by a uh, mosquito bite, an infected mosquito. When you are bitten by an infected mosquito, you tend to have malaria. But typhoid is, is mainly because of food, water, those things, and it's majorly affecting your gastro system, which is like your stomach or abdomen. A, the, the area in your tummy just for better use of words so that you understand and that will bring you to start vomiting and all of that but most times people that have malaria sometimes do have typhoid but they are two different things caused by two different organisms do you understand so the test that will show if you have malaria and typhoid they are also different you doing a malaria test does not show that you have typhoid so there's nothing like malaria is typhoid and typhoid is malaria and they have different drugs too do you understand the type of drugs okay if you have malaria plus oh, okay okay now i get 
Okay, that's for your doctor to interpret. But I will say it now. There are gradients of malaria. So when you take your blood to the lab and they do a check, they are going to count the amount of, they are going to count the parasites. And there are grades in the health sector from so-so-so amount to so-so amount, like one plus. So so-so-so amount to another amount, two plus. So that determines the severity and how we are going to come at it. Do you understand? But it's not for you to understand. Like, it's not for you to... When they say it's for your doctor to know how to treat you. But malaria 1+, plus, 2+, plus, 3+, plus is grading the severity of the malaria in your body. Is that okay? Any other questions, please? Okay. Praise a lot. Please, uh... I just want to know the difference between hypertension and low, I mean, high blood pressure and low blood pressure. As you've said it, when one blood pressure is high, it's high blood pressure. When one blood pressure is low, it's low blood pressure. But in the health system, we have... If your blood pressure is below 90, 60, that's hypotension. And hypotension is low blood pressure. So when it's below 90, 60, 90, 60, below 90, 60, then you're going to say this person has hypotension, which is not normal, because we want you to have a normal blood pressure. And the normal blood pressure is 120, 80. We call it systolic and diastolic. But for a layman language, the up and the denomination, which I did mass now, oh yeah, is 120, 80. 120 over 80. Okay? So and when it gets high, we start looking at 140, 90. Even before then, we start, you start calling your attention. Do you understand, ma? So high blood pressure and low blood pressure. They are both not good. We want a normal blood pressure. Below 90, 60 can make you short down. And please, your hands, please, for Dr. Esther. And one of the ways, I mean, I know we've spoken about hypertension or high blood pressure, so I wouldn't go about to speak about that anymore. But, you know, um, one of the ways, sometimes, if you're always dizzy, Every time you stand up from where you're sitting down, as you stand up like this, your head goes, it's as if your head is spinning. It's, it could be a sign that your blood pressure is low, okay? And, and it can be caused by so, are we here? It can be caused by so many things. But the same way high blood pressure can be treated, there are medications that the doctor can give you to boost your high blood pressure so that every time you stand up, you would not feel woozy as if you want to faint and as if the, the floor is um, spinning. And if you have high, low blood pressure, increase your fluid intake. Drink, drink, you know, make sure you are well hydrated. Don't go a whole day and you've not even drunk water. You say, you know, whatever, one thing, one thing, one thing. So please have a bottle of water with you. When you're on the bus, drink your water before you get up. Get up slowly. Don't just brag, 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 brag. Get up from the bed as if something is chasing you. Get up very slowly. Start, to, start off your day well. So that's if that applies to you. Any other questions, please? 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so I, I have a question. Um, and um, well, maybe I should start with the BP thing. Why is it, is it uh, necessary that once maybe you, you are aging, you know, like my mom, let me use her as an instance. Every morning, you, she will always ask that she needs to eat very early and then take BP. Is, is it important to always do that at every interval that you're asking that uh, you need to take need to take that BP? Can't you stay with that? Because I've tried convincing her and she's still insisting that she needs to take this BP. You mean to take her blood pressure medication? Yes. The, okay. The medication first thing in the morning and so early i'm like why why okay why that's first now the other one is she, she has complained severally about malaria and all that you know and um called on nurses they've checked her you know treated her but after all the tests have been done a week or two later she will still say as uh, she's feeling She's still not okay. She's, she's feeling dizziness. Or she's walking. Her feet is, you know, it's as if she wants to fall. What's the cause of all this? Because I'm... How old is she? Yes. How, what's, old, how old? She's just between... Yeah, give me the range. Um, 70, okay. 60. Okay. okay. So I'll answer the, the first part. Um, in terms of what, what's the big deal <laughs> In taking your blood pressure medication, there's a very big deal. In fact, if there is anybody who is on blood pressure medication, please don't discourage them from taking their medication. Because unfortunately, when you have high blood pressure, like Dr. Esther said, unless you have done something and you've done some radical changes, and even then there's a certain threshold that you can't. So maybe if your blood pressure was maybe in the 130s over over small 80s, then maybe lifestyle. But once you start to hit the 150s, 160s, it would take a lot. So you have to be on your medication. So if there's anybody on blood pressure medication, please encourage them. In fact, they should be encouraged not to miss their blood pressure medication. Uncontrolled blood pressure can lead to so many things. And the two main ones I want to speak about, I want to mention, Dr. Esther spoke about them, is stroke. Because the amount of pressure inside the blood vessel, like a pipe, it, it can bust the vessel open and lead to a bleed in the brain. And before you know it, the person cannot move their hand, they cannot move their leg, they cannot speak, they cannot see, and they, they just remain like that. So it can lead to stroke. Another thing that it can lead to high blood pressure, especially over a period of time, is that it can cause somebody to have a heart attack. And people can die from having a heart attack if they don't have access to quick tests, quick ECGs, or, you know, whatever, all the tests that they do, all this medication to open up the, the heart valves and heart arteries. So, please, she should be encouraged to take her medication. It is a big deal. Yes. And then, yeah, did you want to ask about this particular thing or the, the next one? I just want to also add that I noticed that she also shakes her hands. You know, each time she, maybe she wants to eat or something. What's, what's, what's that? What's the cause okay. of that? Okay. Okay. Always. So there, there, are, it might be, it might be due to age. That's not stroke. That, that doesn't necessarily stroke. It could be due to age. So there are, there are certain types of tremors that your hand will just be shaking that come from age. But I'll let Dr. Esther answer that and also the other question. Yeah, okay. Do you want to answer that? 
Yes, they are, you, you, they are teens, but then you still have to visit a doctor. Yes, you still have to see the doctor. But I just want to mention something concerning what's the big deal about the blood pressure medication. So what is happening in hypertension is that there is lack of balance. Now, there's nothing to, to, uh, to bring down your pressure. There's nothing to balance it. That's what is happening. Sometimes, like the one she was talking about, Dr. Ajoke, that sometimes just lifestyle, minimal lifestyle, you're back on track. There are some that you've gone so high that there's no balance. And in that kind of, it's more common with old age, like 60s, 70s, those you see. Now, what the drugs does is this. Have you, okay, a foam. Let's see a foam. You know what is foam, right? Like the one on that microphone. So when you put your hand like this, it goes down. If you like put your hand for one year, two years, it goes down. The moment you remove this hand, it comes up. That's what the drug does. So the drug you use for that day, it brings down the pressure for that day. So when you stop using the drug, it's up. Nothing is bringing it down. You, the drug you use today won't cover for next week. So you have to daily, daily, consistently bring down the pressure. Because now there's nothing that is regulating the pressure. Nothing is regulating it. It's now the drugs. So there's a big deal when you leave the pressure to keep going higher and higher. And if you are not consistent, if you are one day on, one day off, definitely, so many things will be affected. The nerves. The nerves are the one. I've talked about the vessels, blood vessels that, you know, deliver food and all of that and to the other organs. But the nerves are the ones that helps you to sense, oh, this is hot, this is cold, this is this. When you leave the blood pressure, the nerves who are affected, they start malfunctioning. You'll be feeling your kind of, you'll be feeling your hand like this. You'll be feeling your leg some type of way because the nerves are getting affected. And those ones are complications when you don't use your blood pressure. So it's very important. There is a big deal, big one. Is that okay? All right, all right, no pressure. All right, just one more, and that's one more if we don't have it, so that we can be on our way. Yeah, okay. All right, you have to bear with us. You don't want to ask your question and not allow other people to ask questions. That's been unfair. Especially we are inside church. Things should be balanced. Abby? Yes. yes. So I, I believe you've learned one or two. And that should be the end of the quest, question section. If we don't have any questions. Is that the last one? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So what we are going to do now, we're just going to give a closing remark. Um, Dr. Esther, I'll just give a closing remark. Just one minute. Um, summarize about people's health. And then we'll just wrap. All right. Uh, I really want to appreciate everyone for being here. From the beginning, we've appreciated Dr. Ajoke and uh, Reverend. So a round of applause for ourselves. We, the, 
it shows that we really want to know more about our health and we want a quality life. And so far, we've talking about our health, we talk about men and women's health, things that could go wrong. Most especially, we talk about chronic ailments that are very, very common around our vicinities, hypertension and blood pressure. We also talk about the corporates, things that could cause this thing, stress, not eating LD, and there were a lot of moments of joke, but I, I want to believe that when we were talking, you were jotting, you were getting one or two, right? All right, we will say thank you for coming, and me personally, I'm blessed, and I want to believe that everyone too is, all right, thank you. So thank you very much, everyone, for coming today. Um, don't rush off. Please, can we put our hands together for Sister Marachi and Sister Arit? <laughs> and Sister Iniwa. One, two. Okay, yeah, so um, just please don't rush off. I'm just going to say a word of prayer to give God thanks and we're going to release a word of healing to anybody who is believing God for their health and they will call it a day. If you haven't written your name, your phone number, you're welcome. If you haven't written your name and your number, please do so before you leave. Can we just stand up on our feet this afternoon as we say a word of prayer? Um, I'm not going to pray for you. I want you to pray for yourself. I just want you to tell God thank you for what he has done today. Thank God for the information that you have received that you are in the land of the living to receive this information before it is too late. Father, we want to say thank you for a day like this. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to, to hear and receive about how to take care of our bodies. We ask that, you know, if there's anybody here who is believing you for health, who has any sickness in their body, even for family members, that you will stretch out your hand of healing and you will reach out to every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I'm going to release the blessing of God over you and the healing power of God. To anybody who might be sick or ill or infirmed or weak, receive strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ makes you whole. After all is said and done, there are people who take medication and it doesn't work for them. So make sure you hold on to God. He is our ultimate. Keep God at the center of everything that you do. Serve God. And the Bible says that he will bless your bread and your water and he will take sickness and disease far away from you. And we decree that that is our portion in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everyone. God bless you. Amen. It's fine. All right, just hang around and we'll bring the food for you to take. You can eat in here if you want to. That's fine. You're very welcome to. And if you want to take your food and go, that's fine. But God bless you. But I'll prefer if you stayed here and eat. And if you want to ask questions, we are here. Dr. Esther is here. If you want to ask any questions, God bless you all.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please, can we just take this announcement and remain blessed? Tomorrow is Sunday, and our service starts 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Hallelujah. Invite somebody, and tomorrow's service is going to be great in Jesus' name. Amen. Attack! 